0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Game Face, episode 267 on Sifted Games at Sifted.net. And people, I think we figured out our cameras. (laughs) I think. (laughs) Uh, Last week was our first episode in our brand new studio. This is week two. Um, As you can see, I've got Matt Kyle here with me. We've done a little set decorating. I don't want to make it too noisy, too loud. I want to keep it clean. Uh, But I think it definitely sets the tone for what I think is one of the best gaming podcasts in the world. Game face, uh, Matt. How has your week been? We've got some unfortunate news from friends this week. From two different friends this yeah, week. Yeah, uh, uh, better than that was my week. I,
1: I have no unfortunate news for you.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of hard to feel bad when with what's been going on. For those of you who don't know, um, this week Marcus Beer was diagnosed with prostate cancer, um, and it's not good. It's uh it's metastized, which is bad. Um, he had an appoint has an appointment today to really get the information on it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're religious, say a prayer for Marcus. If you're not, send all the positive vibes you can. Um, this is a serious deal. After he just went through a crazy heart, he had a heart mm-hmm. attack, and that wasn't like he got through that. But it was a problem for him for yeah. month, like a year, year That's and why a I'm half. A l- I'm a little
1: shocked that they didn't catch this. Sooner because he's he's in and out of doctors. I so don't understand often. it
0: either because the, all the blood tests that they would yeah. have done for his heart, how they wouldn't I mean, have a
1: lot of tests like that. You got to be looking for it specifically. If it's not in the screen requested in the screen, you're not going to get it. But like it's just it's just amazing. You know, like like he said in the tweet, like you know, get checked, boys. Yeah, like, prostate cancer will happen to everyone with a prostate uh, eventually. Eventually, if you live long enough. Yeah. So
0: and it used to be that they told you to wait until you were fifty to. Mm-hmm. Get it checked essentially to have a colonoscopy. Uh, now they're saying if you're if anyone in your family um, has ever had an issue with it, or kind of earlier-ish in life, mm-hmm. that you should start doing that at 45. Um, so that's something I'm going to have to start thinking about yeah. getting done. I already had one done two years ago. Yeah, uh, for an un- unrelated
1: issue, but everything is fine. Yeah, I've never uh, I've never had one. It's uh, I'll tell you this much: the procedure, not too bad. The prep sucks. Do you not eat? You don't eat, and you you have to basically take an entire container of laxative mixed with a giant 60, two sixty four ounce bottles of Gatorade over the course of like eight hours, and just to empty yourself out. And it is uh, it's not the end I'd wish for, man. <laughs> like I'll, I'll tell you that much. Uh, it's, it's just lots a certain, of time at a certain spent in the bathroom. At a certain point, you. I. I what I actually did was I played. Um, uh the shadow of the colossus remake uh, time trials because i'd never done the time tri- time trials and the amount of time it took to do a time trial was just about the a, a space between trips to the bathroom
0: so it's not good i got it all done though like like platinum that shit like, <laughs> literally i hate to even be laughing right now because marcus it's oh, not yeah. it's not good people um but you know what marcus would also laugh he would you're absolutely right um Go see him on social media in shockingly good spirits. He is. Um, he's at annoyed gamer on Twitter. Send him all the positive vibes, all of them, everything you got. He's going to need them. This is just the beginning. Mm -hmm. He's going to have to go through treatment. The treatment is going to be awful. Um, so anyway, just really, he's been just heavy on my heart ever since I heard about this. And, uh, you need support from people. His family's all the way over in the UK. He doesn't have anyone other than his wife here with him to kind of give him support. So let's be his surrogate family, um, his family away from home, and uh, lift him up and uh, try to keep him in the with a positive attitude because it can make a world of difference. And I've reached out to him. I've let him know, you know, I'll do anything I can to help him. I'll take him to treatments if he needs someone, if his wife needs to work or whatever. So everyone just needs to try to pitch in and do a little bit. Um, and from your perspective, uh, just being positive and staying positive with him and offering him your encouragement can go a long way. Um, and then there's Adam Sessler, mm-hmm. who is having some kind of a crazy back problem right now. And as you told me, he's in surgery today. He's having
1: surgery today, probably almost maybe around now or in an hour or so. Uh, he is, it's, he's talked about it on Twitter. Um, it's a lumbar ridiculopathy. Um, which is basically a pinched, a very severely pinched nerve in the lower back, which he's had, you know, back problems forever. I remember when we first moved to L.A. at one point he called me and was like, I need you to drive me to the hospital because I can't move. And so I helped him in my car and drove him to Cedars-Sinai, and, like, they had to basically inject him with stuff to get let him, be like, bend over again. It was – he's had – so this is, like – uh i guess they went they did like some mris and the guy the spinal guy was like yeah i want you in surgery like tomorrow like let's go and so uh, they, it's going to be a big deal but it's it's uh, the the surgeon is hopeful that he can fix a lot of what a lot of adam's prop, back problems that have plagued him for years and years so uh adam actually is, i talked to him today he's actually feeling pretty good about it um, you talked
0: to him before or after a surgery before
1: I don't, I don't know if he's in surgery yet or not anytime they mess with my back mm-hmm. it makes me very nervous Oh, yeah. Well, he, the thing was, like, he was losing feeling in his foot. Oh. It's like, it's like the nerve is so badly pinched that it was killing it, basically. So wow. This has to happen to essentially save his fe- the feeling in his leg. Wow. So this is an absolutely necessary surgery. Um, but it will, you know, with, it, with luck, if it goes well, it will alleviate a lot of his, you know, physical pain, like, chronic pain problems
0: he's had in his back for years. So it's it could actually be a really good thing in the end. Yeah, people. So no matter how bad you think your week was... It can be worse, way worse. Um, so try to keep a positive attitude through the bad times and uh, help people when they're going through tough times. Mm-hmm. Also send some positive vibes out to Adam today. Mm-hmm. Is he just at Adam Sessler on Twitter? Uh, I think so. I mean, just search Adam Sessler yeah. on Twitter. He'll, and he'll like, be the first one to pop up for apparently sure. Apparently
1: already one of the nurses was like, are you that Adam Sessler? She knew
0: who he and, was. And
1: he was, and he's like, he's, I'm like, oh, wow, that could go a couple of different ways. He's like, yeah. I'm like, he's like oh, I loved Gears."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I doubt she knows him that well. No. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, and as you said, you're right, Marcus, he actually is in amazing spirits, mm-hmm. um, just cracking jokes with me on text, and I don't know how I would react, because it just came out of nowhere. Like, mm-hmm. he said he just felt kind of tired for a couple days, and just out of curiosity, you know, was brought it up with his doctor, and it just turned out that he had his yearly his checkup. Also, don't forget, people, get your annual checkups because that's how you catch this stuff before it gets too bad.
1: Yeah, especially as we, you know, behold the ravages of time. Right, exactly. (laughs) Just look at us. You're going to look like us eventually someday, too. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yep. So as you get older, you definitely do to make sure you're getting those annual checkups. Even if you're young, you just never know. Yeah. Um, and the checkup takes like 40 minutes. Let them take your blood and do some blood work on you, and they can catch a lot of stuff before it gets out of control. Yeah, so. Especially if you're in a country
1: that offers medical care right. to its citizens.
0: Yeah. If you live in Europe where your medical care is free...
1: Um, we probably don't need to even tell you this. Yeah,
0: you've been doing this your whole life. But in America, a lot of people don't have medical yeah. insurance, and then they don't get their annual checkup. And then they get something bad. They don't catch it in time. And then they're basically financially ruined. Yeah. Because that costs America. even more than that's regular America. checkup. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing.
1: Excuse, see, excuse me, Shane, Shane. I believe that's freedom.
0: Yeah, free dumb, as I like to call it. <laughs> Matt, did you see that um, if you go to the hospital for COVID and you have insurance, if you don't need intubated and you don't need a ventilator your bill is on average thirty thousand dollars out of pocket mm-hmm. if you need intubated and you need to go on the ventilator it's hundred and twenty thousand dollars on average if you have insurance yep. if you don't your life is yeah. ruined yeah well, you mean even, even, even if you survive if you have the, the covid insurance. financially you're ruined just yes. another reason to get vaccinated Even if you do have the insurance it, that can ruin a lot of people
1: that amount of money yeah so, yeah you yeah. should and. see
0: what it costs to give birth It is really expensive. That's why a lot of women now are just hiring like a midwife to come to their house and like deliver the the baby. Yeah, the doula
1: craze is in part a financial decision. Yeah.
0: It's insane how we make decisions in America because our healthcare is terrible. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. But I'll tell you one thing that's not terrible. Game Face. It's a great gaming podcast. And we are here to discuss all the big stories and games from the week. Games, not so much this week. Not a lot of them. One (laughs) one pretty big one I got to play in beta. We're going to talk about that. But not a lot of game releases. The end of this month is really loaded because all the big games release at the end of the month. And there's Gamescom. Gamescom is in like two weeks. uh, And we'll be covering that, as usual, on Sifted. Uh, Sifted Sifted.net, the best place to go for any type of event coverage. Um, You can Sift... All the content from any event by any category you want, like 60 different categories, no better place to go for big gaming conventions than Sifted.net. Let's see, what else do I got? Um, Oh, Ask Shane Anything, recording this Saturday. I know it seems maybe a little early because we just did one like two weeks ago, Um, but last month we got off schedule. This month we're staying on schedule and doing it the second Saturday of the month, Um, So Ask Shane Anything is happening on Saturday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Again, if you pledge at $7 or more per month, you can basically jump into the Zoom call and be a part of it. Everybody gets to watch the archive, but if you want to participate, you have to pledge at that or higher. And then finally, I'm finally ready to commit to a day for the Super Mario Maker 2 um, stream, where I will be playing the levels that you guys create. Um, we're going to do that not this Saturday, but next Saturday at the same time, noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Just wanted to get it on your radar now, <clears throat> excuse me, in case you've been building a level and you need to finish it up, or in case you have multiple levels and you need to decide which one you want me to play. Again, don't be evil. Don't just create this impossible level where I'm going to sit there and play it, t- and, and I'm going to create a rule as well. I'm only going to try maximum each level ten times. If I can't get through it in ten t- tries. I'm going to move on to the next one. So keep that in mind when you're building levels. If you make it impossible, I'm going to beat my head against the wall for 10 tries and move on. So don't make it easy. You don't have to make it easy, but you can't make one just fun if you want to, if you're really creative and it's easy for me to play, but it's fun for people to watch. Totally cool with that. Uh, but just don't go crazy and try to like embarrass Shane on the stream because he can't get through your level. I know for some people, that's the first thing they think of when you got to do something like this. Like, how can I make Shane look like an idiot on a stream? Don't do that. Like, let's have fun with this stream. I want to have fun checking out the stuff that you guys have created and things like that. So anyway, ask Shane anything this Saturday. The Super Mario Maker 2 stream the Saturday afterwards. So again, if you're working on a level for that, finish it up. And one final thing. (laughs) Man, lots of announcements today. Lots of housekeeping. Um, Our Sifted Fantasy Football League is kicking off for another season this year. Um, I just relaunched the website. Everyone who is in the league should have got an email saying, hey, are you going to play this year? I got one response out of of 11 people. Um, So it's a 12-person league, I'm obviously one of them. Um, And we have one person who's already bowed out, and I hate to say it, and I hate to call him out on stream, but McWomble is not playing fantasy football this year. Mm. He literally was one of the most engaged people in the league. He just said he's really busy uh, at this time of year and he can't do it this year. So we already have one slot open for the sifted fantasy football league and this is football this isn't our sifted video game league that we do every year this is fantasy football that um, league's been going now for five years going on at six year which is pretty amazing um, so we already have one slot and we're, we may have more once people email email me back and everybody in the league email me back and let me know if you're gonna play um, but if you are interested in joining and every year we have like four or five people who want to play that don't get in because they don't have any slots if you've been waiting to get in, this is your chance. Again, we already have one slot available. I'm guessing we'll have at least a couple more. So if you wanna play, just DM me on sifted at Shane. Just go into messages, and when it says two, just go at Shane, and then just let me know that you wanna play, and I'll take you guys into the league in the order that you guys reach out to me. So the first person to reach out to me on sifted with a DM gets McWomble's slot. So if you wanna do that right now, go right ahead. Um, so there's one slot open, there might be more. Um, And then once we have the headcount and we know who's playing, we'll start setting up a draft. And we usually do like a Zoom call for a draft where everybody's on camera and we're all talking as we – it's fun. Um, So if you want to hang out with some sifters and me for a fantasy football draft, uh, let me know. Again, DM me at Shane on sifted.net. And if you want, you can reach me on Twitter too. It's cool. Uh, Wherever you know that you can reach me privately where it's not in front of everybody, um, I will let you into the league. And we'll take it from there. So I think finally – We're ready for the show? (laughs) That was a big, big intro. Uh, We're going to lead off with the game I was teasing a little bit earlier, the only big game that you really could play this week. Um, Matt, I sent you a beta code for it. Did you play? Nope. I knew you weren't going to. I did not get around to that. (laughs) I felt a little bad sending it to you because I thought you wouldn't play. And I was like, I could probably send this to somebody who will play. But I just wanted to tease Mm. you with it just in case you might consider it. I was willing to play it, but like yesterday ended
1: up being, I had to do other work. Gotcha, Um, okay. Because otherwise, I was going to play it yesterday.
0: But gotcha, okay. Well, the game is Back for Blood. It had an "quote unquote" open beta this weekend, Um, and if you wanted, if you weren't like a journalist who you know they sent codes out, if you you wanted to get in yourself, and this is interesting, Matt, you could get into the beta by going and watching someone else play it on Twitch for an hour. Hmm. So that Twitch API has some way that. It connects with like WB Games website, and they can they know how much time you spent watching streams oh, for their game. Oh, yeah, it just gives you a drop, and you cash it in. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. then after you watch it for an hour, it says, "Hey, you earned it." Mm-hmm. You, and then it is a little confusing. I'll say this: like once I got like the drop, figuring out how to get the code was a little confusing. Uh, but anyway, that was a process you had to go through to get into it for this weekend. However, the full real open beta launches Thursday. Uh, for everybody, and it's on every platform. I ended up playing it on my Xbox Series X. If you get a code, you can redeem it, and you can choose whatever platform you want, PlayStation, Xbox, or PC. I played the game on Xbox Series X. As I said last week, it has become my daily driver. Nat, um, how big of a fan are you of Left 4 Dead? Is that a shooter that you kind of liked, even though you're not a huge fan of the genre? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean between the Left 4
1: Dead 1 and 2, I probably played that, those games four or five hundred hours oh okay like so we spent a lot of time i had time a group that, that we just played constantly uh, by the end of it i was utterly sick of it like i i don't ever want to see left for dead ever again like it's it's i played it to the point of i played it to the to the point of never wanting to touch it again like i get the, you know you know how like you feel the night after you drink a lot and you're just like "Oh, well, never doing that again like that's how i feel about some like games like uh, left for dead and fantasy star online like i'm just i can't do that anymore it's, well i'll tell you much. this matt
0: i i did uh, the funny this part looks is,
1: interesting to me but like it's it's yeah it's, it's a it's a sore spot it's a it's a it's a, th- a button i pressed over and over and over and over again i don't even know if i ever need to press it again
0: the funny part matt is that i did not play left for dead anywhere near as much as you did
1: mm.
0: <laughs> like i basically played it all the, the first two games all the way through like mm. once and then i would jump back in a little bit because this game does this, too. Once you get in there you can and you've played through some of the game, you can kind of pick and choose the point yeah. that you want to jump into. I did a little bit of that after I finished each campaign for both of the games, but then I was pretty much done. Um, and I'll say this, Matt. If you feel like you're completely worn out on the formula, you won't like Back for Blood. Mm-hmm. It is, it's is—it's essentially a complete facsimile of Left 4 Dead with a couple little tweaks here and there. Um, the biggest change is that the whole game is driven by cards, believe it or not. Hmm. Um, So you build, like, a deck of cards, and you earn points as you play the game, and there's a merchant in this hub area that we're seeing right now that you go to, and you can buy new cards from the merchant. And then before each match, you... Well, first of all, you set up a deck from all the cards that you have. Decks are 15 cards. And then before you go into each match, you're basically allowed, I think, to take, like, six or seven cards into each, each match with you, And then when the match starts, they throw you a couple wild cards. And sometimes you can choose between like two cards, or sometimes they're just like, this is the only one. Um, But you basically go into each match with a handful of cards. The cards do a bunch of different stuff, Um, they'll give you buffs as far as like increasing your mat stamina. There's a stamina meter mm. in this game, which I am not a huge fan of. I mean, there was some of that in the, in there the was
1: Like, you couldn't just kick forever or anything like that. Yeah,
0: I mean, if you run in this too long, like, mm. you get tired and you walk really slowly, which is basically basically a death sentence in this game. Um, so there's, like, buffs. There's also, like, team-wide buffs. Like, everybody gets, like, a f- plus 5% health or something like that. You can also get, like, brand new attacks. Like, there was one that I unlocked called, like the heavy attack, and you could hold the attack button, and it would build up a more powerful melee attack, um, and so you go into each match with those cards, and hopefully you choose correctly based upon the obstacles you're going to face in the, each level. Um, the beta itself had <coughs> excuse me, two acts, and each act had four chapters in it. Um, it appears that you I played like the first act of the game and then the fourth act of the game. So mm. they give you like a pretty wide cross section of what's gonna be in the final game. The funny part was the the first one was way more interesting. It actually traverses a variety of locales and there's a boss fight that like carries it over from chapter to chapter. like you fight him once, you knock him down to like half health. like two chapters later, he comes back and you finish him off. The second act that I played, which is later on into the game, was a lot less exciting. It was all just kind of in this outdoor, like, brown and gray area. Not a lot of uh, memorable landmarks. It it got a little dull, to be honest with you. Um, And just like Left 4 Dead, you play through each chapter, and at the end of each chapter, there's a safe house. At the safe house, um, you can save, you can heal up, you can buy new weapons, you can buy new ammo, you can buy new grenades... Um, Another part of the game is there's some objects that you need to use to get into like weapon caches. Um, So if you make sure that you buy like a toolkit, you can get into those caches and it can help your whole team. Uh, One thing about this game that I do not like that is a problem in a lot of games of this type is it's first come first served. So If somebody's just always rushing ahead, they're always collecting the good stuff Mm. and leaving the rest of the stuff behind. That drives me crazy in a lot of these games. And unfortunately, this game also includes that feature. Um, Not a big fan of that. Um, One thing that maybe I feel is a little different, and maybe my memory is just a little hazy about Left 4 Dead, is that the melee system in this actually is effective. Like, mm-hmm. you can make it through the level using melee weapons.
1: Yeah, that wasn't really feasible in Left 4 Dead. Like it, me, Melee was more of a get-off-me move. Right. Yeah, if you're getting surrounded. Yeah. like If you really want to kill something, you needed
0: to shoot You need it. a gun. Not in this one, man. You can very much make hay with melee weapons in this. Hmm. Um, but I will say this, too. Melee weapons do not upgrade as much as the guns. So the way the weapons work in this, there's guns all over the place. Like every building has a new gun you can grab. Every safe house has a bunch of guns that you can choose from or you can just buy one if you want to. But the way the guns work is that as you play, you get new attachments and they become more powerful. So what I found is that, one, guns ultimately are better than melee because you can build them more. Two, the other thing that I found is I just stick with the same gun. Even if, like, when at first when I don't like it, if I don't like it, if I stick with it, eventually there will be enough attachments uh, available that you find throughout playing the levels that you can get the gun to a place, one, where it works really well, no matter what sort of category the gun falls into, uh, but two, where you enjoy playing with it. Um, And if you find, like, say you put on a scope and you hate the scope, you can take it off. If you find another one, you can swap it out. You can really, across the course of each act, you end up just like a total slayer by the end. If you're not sort of dropping your weapon or swapping it out for something else, Um, you do feel like you become more powerful as each act goes on. Um, I talked about the stamina meter a little earlier. I am not a fan of stamina meters in pretty much anything in video games. This one is also maybe even a little more annoying because, as I said earlier, if you aren't running at full sprint, you're basically a sitting duck. There are so many zombies, and sometimes they just drop, like, over a wall behind you, like... (laughs) You think you're in a corner and you think you only have to face one mm-hmm. direction. I don't remember. Like, it's been a long time since I played Left or Dead. I don't remember a limit on how much you could run. Yeah. Well, the running in this takes away your mm. your stamina meter. Um,
1: like I remember if you if you melee too much, you'd
0: get, they they'd like be like oh, oh. that. Like does they, it too? They, yeah. yeah.
1: But like I don't remember not being able to run when I needed to run. Yep. But that so might be wrong. I don't remember it very that well.
0: And if you run out of stamina, you're it's. You're in a, in a right. tough spot unless it happens God, like, this, like just as you're finishing if the. If you told
1: me this was like a level mod, I would believe you. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it looks a little better. Oh yeah, it looks better, but like not a lot though. It. I mean, if you told me this was like a player-made total conversion for like Left 4 Dead 2, like with modern, like 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 what they did with Tie Fighter or something, yeah. I would believe you.
0: It, it doesn't look great. It no. looks okay. It's really gory. As it's you can entirely tell.
1: passable. Like it's fine. Yeah. But like yeah, it just it. Like there's a couple things in here. I'm just like. Really, that's that's not like cease and desist territory. I mean, I guess no one cares, <laughs> but it's just like like the so oh, it's like, like just because the tank throws up now instead of the fat guy, like that makes right. it different. I guess well, you can so. see the
0: lower third there says grave robber because right. I mean they're literally just lifting the I mean, left dead. The, even the safe room looks the same. Really. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, some people will like that because you will feel yeah, right maybe at home just want more left for dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like sure, <laughs> yeah. Um, some people the name will broke. Feel like, yeah, and I think you know. Also, Valve is reportedly working on Left for Dead Three, so. You know, I don't. Yeah, know but we much. all know Valve can't
1: count to three, so. right?
0: <laughs> so I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see if people wait out for Valve's game or if they're going to be happy with this. I mean, I will say this: if you're a big Left for Dead fan, you're going to be totally fine with this. Because yeah, I mean, these are the
1: guys who made they are. Left for Dead. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's Turtle Rock, so it is a, a carbon copy of that. So if you've waited all this time for a new Left for Dead, I think you're going to love it. Um, anyone who maybe burned out on the formula, like Matt. And it's hoping for something new. I don't think that the cards really. No, I,
1: I never expected something new from this. It yeah, was, the card I, thing is interesting, but it's also like
0: I don't know something
1: about a you know, as someone who does play card games and likes card stuff like that. Like for some reason, like even when Halo did it, I found it like I found it uh, like a, not annoying, but like distancing. Like there's something I don't know. There's something artificial about it. There's something that makes me feel like I'm not building a character or that I'm not, it, it feels like you're adding a level of separation between the game and me. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's or like another level of abstraction, which doesn't make sense in the theme. So like, why am I using cards for this instead of, I don't know, like a skill tree right? or like something. Yeah. Tomb Raider, same, same with like, the well, Tomb Raider it's stuff. Like, it's like, it's why like, are there cards in this? I don't get that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's what you kind of intimated, which is that, you know, they want you to be able to basically respect your character yeah. every time. And it does allow for that. You know, you're not ever locked into this tree. And I do realize a lot of skill trees will let you completely wipe it and yeah. start over.
1: I um, just I've I felt yeah, I not I haven't played Dead by Daylight that much, but I do I did feel more ownership over developing my character in that than I yeah. would if you were playing card decks differently
0: every time. Yeah, and I haven't seen like a lot of like first of all you have when you start you can choose from like five or six pre-made characters. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't, so far from what I've seen playing it, there isn't a lot of character customization. Like, I didn't find a lot of like skins and outfits, mm-hmm. and I wasn't unlocking it, any stuff. Like, like do that. they talk?
1: Is it funny? Yeah. Okay.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> I like the characters in. Leopard I'm glad Dead a you lot. brought that up. They talk a lot, and it's just a lot of one-liners, and probably one out of eight hits mm-hmm. lands. Um, mm-hmm. It gets annoying after a while. It's not as clever as. It's so. not. No. One of my
1: favorite lines in video game history is when you run by the graffiti that says like, like, uh, like it's something like they crossed. It's like a graffiti like crossed out God or something or, or the zombies or whatever zombies are uh, – and uh, the, the one Zoe goes, oh no, the zombies killed God. <laughs> like <it's just> like, <laughs> There's nothing as like the clever gallows in humor that. is very funny.
0: There's uh, a it, it repeats a lot. So you Mm -hmm. hear the same quips over and over and
1: over again. I eventually turned Uh, it off. That's too bad. Because I don't don't associate Left 4 Dead with quips so much as, like, the characters talking to each other. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Like, you learn who they are by their interactions with each other. And there's a lot of
0: context-sensitive stuff, kind of like what you mentioned. They'll be like, oh, this room really stinks or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would never found myself laughing at anything that they said. They do develop the characters, probably is the only development that happens, because there's really no cinematics in this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I don't know if maybe the final game might have them, but the beta, there is, like, nothing. There's yeah, really no it, pr- plot. it probably
1: wouldn't be in the beta, because they don't want you to have to download CG or whatever. For yeah, that, I mean, there's either. really
0: no plot in it.
1: Because the other, t- you know, Left 4 Dead 1 and 2 did have a story. Like I know. They, they did. Yeah. There was a narrative through line, even if by the time you f- if you played each level for the 40th time, you forgot what it was. But like, Yeah.
0: There's nothing like that in this. There's like some real time cinematics when a boss yeah. is introduced or yeah. something. You forget there's
1: a reason you start that one level in a plane crash. Right. You know, like, yeah.
0: This uh, one, like, there's really no setup. And again, maybe it is included in the final game. This is I'm just talking about what I saw in the beta. Yeah. Considering
1: there's, how much this is duplicating Left 4 Dead, I would think that it will have some kind of narrative. Because
0: it does feel weird. You're just otherwise it's just like this endless zombie slayer like i don't know there's
1: i mean that is what left for dead felt like after a while yeah
0: after a while did the plot even matter some people would argue maybe it
1: didn't. Really. i mean there's a lot of people got it inexplicably attached to bill uh, yeah that's true for that dlc yeah, something had to happen to make yeah. that happen
0: so there's some i think it can be effective at times with the game uh, in this genre um let's see what else uh, another thing that annoyed me about the game was when you get low on health you can't move you literally move like a snail. And I'm just like, what world did they think that this was a good decision? You're already about to die. Let's make them not be able to move. And you're just dead. And so you can revive. People can revive you. You can revive them. Um, if you don't have a full party, and each mat, I should have should have mentioned this from the start. This is four players, so there's always three other players playing with you. If you don't have three other humans, there are they'll fill in with bots. And then when you join a game... So, and if there are more than if there's more than one bot, you can cycle through the bots and choose which one you want to take over, mm. which is kind of cool. Um, also, I remember the bots in Left 4 Dead were hopeless.
1: Just, they're not. You they're couldn't not play in it. this You could not play Left 4 Dead with with a bot without without four play- humans.
0: There, I'll say this: they. If you, I actually ended up playing a little bit of it with just me and three bots waiting for someone else to join, <laughs> and they basically just follow you around. Mm. So they do kind of protect you more than if you have human characters. Like, you could manipulate the bots to basically, yeah, hover around you and use them as meat shields or whatever, mm. which kind of worked. And then Left thing, Dead,
1: they just run off and get killed. Right. Was yeah, never, they, they
0: would go off on their own a lot yeah. of times. Here, they stay close to you. Um, and then another thing is you can get downed, as I said, and people can revive you. You can also, like, fall off the edge of a cliff and hang there. And somebody has to come over and like help you back oh, up. Oh yeah,
1: that's happened. That happened in Left 4 Dead. I forgot. that. Like if you if you felt like accidentally stepped off like the edge of a built of roof or something that was too high to survive the fall, they'd hang and someone had to go pull you. Yeah, you, you can't up.
0: pull yourself. Up. I had forgotten that that was yeah. in Left 4 Dead
1: actually, but it's also in this. It might have only been in two, but I remember. I do remember having to do that. I do remember accidentally having that happen to me, like falling off the edge and someone had to come get me.
0: Yeah, and then the other thing I would say that is... that was
1: it- a big one of the thing. My group and I like we platinum those games. we well, not platinum because we, we got all the achievements and like, yeah. some of the things like go through all four levels like without anyone ever going down mm-hmm. and like that counts as being down so a couple times we were on that run and someone stepped too close to the edge of something and fell off uh, the edge and we had to start completely over like, uh, we lost that's one of the reasons i don't like the game anymore yeah, because like we we basically ended up doing trying to do like a perfect run and i think we eventually did it but like it would like after we're like we're done we're playing something Finished else tomorrow we're elfin. never doing this again <laughs> I like co-op stuff. I just, you know, I don't have a group of people to play that with as much because that group sort of dispersed as we got older and got yeah. lives. Yep. And
0: well, the other thing I would say too is that the co-op stuff in this, there's, I don't think there's enough of it where you're actually coordinating with each other to mm-hmm. make progress.
1: Yeah, and Left 4 Dead, I like. It was a very marked difference between like playing with randos and playing with my group. Like yeah. my group, oh, I'm for my sure. group could just tear. I mean, part of because we knew each other well enough to not we had a shorthand on a lot of things yeah, yeah but like yeah the like you could feel the difference with playing with a good group or a group that was willing to communicate versus like just a random pickup yeah. group um and because you know once you knew the map once you knew where that the, makes a big difference things too. are going to happen you know where the
0: monster closets are yeah, you know where the witches like yes
1: are probably going to be because it was random and it good, makes but. it
0: makes a big difference for sure um But what I was going to say is that there aren't a lot of opportunities in this to really work as a team. There are a couple of exceptions. One of them is you go onto this ship, and you need to go to the bottom of the ship and plant explosives. On the top floor of the ship, there are big machine gun turrets. So two people go down, set the explosives. The other two get on the turrets and try to defend the people who are trying to set the charges. That's one of them. Another part has a big howitzer cannon in the middle of this arena. And one person has to load the howitzer cannon and then fire it to to basically close off this cave while everybody else defends them while they're doing that. And of course, it takes like forever to load a shell in mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. Those are the only two instances where I felt like there was actual teamwork that needed to be coordinated to make progress in the game, um, which was a bit of a disappointment to me. Again, my memory of Left for Dead is really fuzzy because, dude, it was like 2008 or something.
1: What Did Left for Dead? The first one. Yeah, that sounds right. I think. It was a long time ago. It was a long
0: time ago. And so, again, my memory is a little fuzzy on the details of it. Some of this stuff could be exactly like Left 4 Dead, and I'm just not remembering it correctly. Um, And as I I said, the game is not crazy great looking. It's really gory, almost cartoonishly gory. Um, But my biggest complaint of all, Matt, and this is something that can be easily fixed, is that I don't know if you guys have been watching this, but I'm just mowing fools down. On the first setting... It is way too easy. Literally, you're, the the aim assist in this game, I have never seen an aim assist as generous as in this game. Hmm. And I thought, okay, they're just doing that for the easiest setting. No, nope. I jacked it up, and the aim assist was still insane. But the bigger part, it takes like two bullets to drop each zombie. And so after I played a little bit on, this, on the default setting, I was like, all right, this is a joke. I'm going to bump it up. And then it was impossible.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Literally, we could not complete more than one chapter on the next difficulty setting. I didn't even try the third one. So they need to find a better middle ground for the difficulty settings, or at least find a setting that's better tuned for the average player, because mm-hmm. what I played was either way too easy, and we were just walking through both acts, or it was way too difficult, and people got frustrated and quit.
1: I do remember the easy mo- easy difficulty on Left for Dead. I could, I could walk through that solo. I think I probably could. Never I never tried it,
0: but I think I probably
1: could. And then on re- on regular, it's like, oh, you all need to pay attention. I mean, it wasn't, it didn't ever felt like normal. Never felt punishingly hard. Like sounds like it was not as hard as what you're describing here. Yeah, but it was like no joke. And every once um, in a
0: while, like they'll just like you'll just it'll just be unlucky. Like mm-hmm. you'll just be standing somewhere and they'll drop ten dudes behind yeah, you. Yeah, that
1: I mean that used to happen on Left it, Red. It's so like okay. It could be Okay, it, you've thrown like this many tanks at us or something, we're not we don't have the ammo for this, basically. Right. Yeah. So the director was mean. And, the, and
0: there is parts of that. There are times where I've run out of ammo and I, or there is also times where I've spawned into a game and all I have was a machete. And I'm in the safe room, it won't let me buy a gun from the trunk, and I have to go out and start the mission with the machete. And that's how I found out that melee weapons are actually really effective. Like, I think I killed, like, six zombies with one swipe of the machete, and they went flying back like they got blasted by a cannon or whatever. So they're trying to make melee in this, something that can actually get you through the game. Um, I didn't use it enough to know that that's that's the case, but it's definitely more powerful than what I experienced in previous Left 4 Dead games. Um, And so that's the PvE stuff. There's also PvP, um, which is crazy extensive did you ever play pvp in
1: left for dead like i never very did. little like we did enough to get the achievements we needed but a lot of but first we tried it against like random public stuff, and then we realized that that wasn't going to work because you'd have to play hundreds and hundreds of hours to get these situations to happen to arise you need for the achievement so we got uh four other people we knew to come in and play the other side we'd rig a game so like we would intentionally nah. set up like <laughs> the situations we needed for the achievements right um Thank God for uh, Xbox chat groups outside of the actual <laughs> games. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we never, we never, none of us liked the uh, the PV, actual PvP in earnest very much. Okay. Um, I didn't. It always s- felt like the zombies had a, a distinct advantage.
0: Yeah, and this is like this as well. It's humans versus mm. the zombies, although it's not really – you don't really play as, like, the rank-and-file zombies. You play as, like, the bigger you play, ones. You play
1: as the special ones. Yep. That's, that's, how the, that's how Left 4 Dead was.
0: Um, and there is a little Somebody's bit – Somebody's got
1: to be stuck as the smoker. Sorry. Right. Like that was always the process. Like, yeah.
0: There is a little bit of a twist to it. They've kind of mixed in some Battle Royale stuff. Mm. Like, there are rotating safe zones that move um, that you can get into – um, but then they start mixing it up by putting, like, these, like, chemical, like, gas things over the safe zones. Hmm. It, I'll say this. At playing as the humans, there's some strategy to it because you don't know where the poisonous gas is going to go. So some part, of, some part of the strategy is once you get to an area that has a bunch of new weapons, grab them. Because you may not be able to come back to that area again because it may be covered in toxic gas. So that does add a little bit of a twist to it. Um, The matches are best of three. Um, They also seem to take away some of the weapons from the humans. Like, I don't remember ever seeing, like, a sniper rifle in the PvP, which Mm. makes sense. Like, you know, they're so OP as they are. um, It probably would be hard to balance if you included those weapons in there. I only played, like, a couple matches. I I don't play Left 4 Dead or Back 4 Blood to play PvP. Um, to me, it's all I about I actually forgot that that was a thing until you mentioned it. Yeah, but they included that in the beta as well. Um, it was a robust beta. I was surprised. So as I said, there were two full acts with four chapters in each one. I'm not sure how much is going to be in the final game to know sort of what percentage of the game um, I got to sample. Um, I did have fun with it. Not as much fun as I thought I was going to have. I mm-hmm. really thought that it had been long enough that I would be ready for something like this, to take it on full on. But after I played it for a couple hours, I started to lose interest a little bit. And I think part of that, too, could be the difficulty, because we couldn't make any headway at all on the one, and the other one was too easy. So the challenge wasn't right, and so I did kind of run out of steam on this a little bit. I did end up playing it a lot. Like, I finished both acts at least twice, Like from beginning to end, and I jumped in a couple times to see what it was like if I was joining someone else's game just to see what happened, Mm -hmm. Um, and that's where I ran into the oh, all I have is a machete, or oh wow, there was one time I joined a game and it finished. And then I got credit for it, (laughs) and I didn't do anything. Hmm. I joined the game, the screen comes up, complete! And then I get like the points, didn't even do anything. Um, You can see here on the B-roll, this is before a match where you're selecting the cards that they just randomly deal to you. You have to choose between two uh, or three cards. Sometimes they just give you one and you just gotta take what I they give corruption you. corruption cards are bad. Um, no. No? No, it's just the way that they're labeling them, basically. Um, the corruption cards, I think, are just more of, like, buffs than mm. sometimes team-wide or sometimes just for you. Um, and then you can see all the other cards here. Sometimes it just gives you more stamina, um, faster reloads, more health. It'll give you a combat knife so you don't have to buy one once you get into the game. Um, some of them will boost your health your whole team's health Um, so the card system I think adds a little bit to it and now you're seeing the vendor here what you can actually buy when you're in match and you can't just buy like the whole arsenal of guns they only give you like a couple options to buy Um, and I don't know why they do that but it does keep you from just like making a ton of money and then just buying this gun that just wipes everything out you don't need it anyway I walked through it with pretty much any gun that I found just lying around um But that's back for Blood. Any other questions you might have, Matt? Not
1: really. Seems Um, pretty straightforward.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much exactly what you thought it was going to be. It'll be interesting to see how this reviews. Because I feel like if people like us review it, who have been playing games for a really long time, I don't think it's going to do that well. I think if you have someone in their mm-hmm. 20s yeah if someone was like 10 when Left for Dead 2 came out like maybe they're I think they'll like it more yeah, yeah. for sure um, because they haven't been burnt out on the genre already like some of us have um, and, it, and for people like us I think we'd be open to it if it actually did some stuff that maybe was a little different mm-hmm. um, and it, it doesn't really other than kind of the card system so um, Back for Blood again and let me get this correct uh, the open beta opens for everyone on Thursday August 12th so you guys can all jump in and play it for yourselves um, I may jump back in if this new beta actually has new areas to play, um, but I don't know if that's going to be the case or not. They haven't really said if it's just going to be the same stuff. Everybody played in the not-really-open beta this past weekend uh, because the only way you could get it in was an invite from WB Games or by going and watch a, uh, watching a Twitch stream, which I thought was pretty cool. That's the first time I've ever done something like that. Like Twitch is a pretty flexible platform. Like, if you're mm-hmm. working at Twitch and you're trying to figure out ways to work with publishers... There's a lot of ways to do it. Yeah, I mean they did I can't remember what
1: it was, but there was a game that that happened with before that I also had no interest in playing, but it was like a thing that you watched enough of the stream they sent you a code.
0: Our chat has turned into a discussion on uh, healthcare. Yeah, I saw that. In the United States versus Europe. <laughs> it's funny. That's all it is right now. I don't know if anyone even listened to our impressions of uh back for Blood, because it's all just people. I haven't seen
1: anyone mention Back for Blood, no.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Someone was talking about sports for a second, but that's about it. Um, look, it's a big topic. Yeah. It can ruin your life, so I can understand why people are talking about it. It's um, almost as
1: repetitive as the Left 4 Dead games.
0: Well, isn't it funny, though, like, exactly, isn't it funny, though, how, like, somebody has good insurance, and they have to go into the hospital, and you still have to do a GoFundMe for them? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what happened with Marcus's heart attack. Yep. He they had great insurance, and I still set up a GoFundMe for them because they were going to go broke. Mm-hmm. It's and we may have to do that again, by the way, for uh, Marcus's uh, cancer treatment. And if we do, I uh, just make sure you're following me on Twitter at Dinfire, and I'll be sure to post it there so everyone can contribute and help them out. Because man, going through rounds and rounds of chemo. Yeah, you really want to see expensive. some
1: fun, awkward interview stuff? Go look up interviews where somebody asks people ask the uh, the head of uh, GoFundMe how he feels about basically. Uh, running a running a company that like exists to like take taking blood medicine. money for yeah. to to help people not die from the, our medical system. Yeah, and he will he his deflections on that are fascinating.
0: Oh, I'm surprised he doesn't say it sucks, but I have to ma- run a business. But
1: yeah, I mean he mo- kind of says something like that, but it's, it, he, he does it in a little. He does it, he doesn't embrace the fact that it's you know, blood money. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. he doesn't embrace the fact that you're basically like covering a gap that shouldn't exist yeah uh it's he's just like oh no, no, you know we just provide a service kind of like yeah you provide a service that shouldn't need to exist shouldn't exist
0: but i I would be interested to see what percentage of their money comes from medical gofundmes
1: uh, from what i've seen a fair amount yeah
0: like most i would say at least more than 50 because the other thing too is that those gofundmes tend to do far better than mm-hmm. the other ones people are willing it's just funny we've been conditioned to yep Went to the hospital. Now you're broke. Yeah. Like,
1: if only there was a system where we could take the money we don't spend otherwise and put it into a giant pot. pool. <laughs> and then people <laughs> could use that money to get medical care. Yeah. That doesn't bankrupt. If only another country in the world had figured that out already.
0: God bless America. Yep. So there you Look go. Look at a politics face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way the way the industry is going right now, it may have to turn until like later on in the month. It's just the yeah, way it is. It's uh, so slow right now. Uh, but anyway, that's also like look, like it. it's on
1: our minds because our friends are yeah. in medical problem, yeah. medical trouble, and they're territory. both going to go through Here. it. Yeah,
0: yep. And I don't think either one of them works for a huge corporation where they'll have great medical insurance either. Probably not. Yeah. So it's a concern for all Americans. <laughs> at,
1: at most, Adam's working for NBC UC Universal. We know how that goes.
0: Yes. <laughs> Yes, we do. Uh, so anyway, that's Back for Blood. Again, the beta for everyone kicks off Thursday, August 12th. If you completely tuned out my entire discussion about that game, talking about health insurance in, <laughs> in the chat. And who can
1: blame you? Yeah,
0: I don't blame you either. Um, all right, let's move on.
1: When the zombie apocalypse happens, it's purely going to be because no one, everyone refuses to go to the doctor.
0: <laughs> yep. Um, all right, we're going to talk next about Nintendo and the Switch.
1: I Am Legend actually refers to the one man with no medical debts. Yeah. He is only a legend.
0: <laughs> He's the only one. <laughs> yep. Uh, we're going to talk about Switch because something happened this week that has been different from the first five years that the Switch has been on the market. Um, essentially, every quarter, Nintendo has just reported amazing financials, um, especially over the last year because of covid and Animal Crossing, people staying in, a lot of people mm. bought their hardware. Valorant.
1: People... that's Z Electro. Valorant was the game I was thinking of. You watch Twitch. That was the first one I heard of where you watch Twitch and they sent you a... Oh, a, a Riot Shooter. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I forgot about that, actually. But you're right. Yeah, that is also... I wouldn't be surprised if that happens a lot. Because, no, a, it's a good trick. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like, if, when you went to the page for Back for Blood, every stream just mm-hmm. had thousands and thousands of people because they're all sitting there. And, like, there's hardly any chat happening... Because people just went in, joined and then just sat there. and me, I' actually like walked away from my computer and like I even had like it was in a tab. here's a pro tip for you for in the future. You don't even have to watch a stream just open it in a tab and that's all you got to yeah, do. You don't have to have that tab open or anything as long as it's running in one of your tabs you're getting yeah. credit for the Yeah. Yeah. I
1: do that for uh, cuz like I don't like Twitch doesn't blow up too well on my 4K TV. Mm-hmm. So but for like the game awards and stuff they do all the drops so I just yep. put it in my browser and let it sit there and I watch it just on the actual them. TV yeah. and so uh, and I get to all the drops on my computer later so
0: Yep. It's pretty cool what they can do at Twitch. And they get two views. So. Right, yeah. Everybody wins. <laughs> that, that's how
1: Keely gets all those damn views. We got three instances running to get all the I drops. I mean, that
0: may all be according to plan, Matt.
1: I mean, whatever, whatever, whatever it, takes. it takes.
0: Exactly. Uh, so anyway, back to Nintendo. It has just been on a torrid run financially. The Switch has been a smash hit. Um, Nintendo has been unable to make enough to satisfy demand, essentially for the first five years it's been available. Mm-hmm. There was a slight lull, like what, two years into it? Oh, yeah, I'm about two yeah. And Before then, the
1: pandemic, it was pretty plentiful to find one, and then the pandemic started, and everybody bought a damn switch because it was the one that made the most sense to get. and, yep. and it went right back. They all to, disappeared again. Yep,
0: hand to mouth um, at retail anyway. Well, this quarter is the first quarter that Nintendo is going to have to report or did report um, less than flattering results um, from sales of Switch. Uh, I'll just go over them very quickly. Um, the switch Lite, Matt, really seems to be the one that is taking the brunt of this. Its sales were down fifty six percent year over year for the quarter. Mm-hmm. That's in that's a lot. Yeah, 50, almost sixty percent down. Yeah.
1: I mean, part of that I'm sure is that they, that was a big seller in the early days of the pandemic. Um, everybody wanted a handheld to like play. You know, the whole family stuck at home. You want all the kids to have their own switches. It's a lot cheaper to buy them lights, and you don't have to give up the TV for it. Like that makes sense to me that there would be a big spike in light sales. Uh, but this feels like a drop bigger than just that self-correcting for the end of that situation.
0: And that is something we should keep in mind: is that this time last year, it wasn't Nintendo's boom. Like the boom mm. was Q1. Yeah, still did really well in Q2. Um and this is what we're comparing it to Q two. Mm-hmm. So it was like those pandemic sales. So I think a lot of these numbers should be taken with a little bit of a grain of salt. Yeah, there's
1: no Animal Crossing to push uh right. to yep. push these this year.
0: So switch light sales down fifty six percent year over year. Overall switch sales fell twenty two percent year over year.
1: I mean you are hitting like who doesn't have this thing already territory. Uh, exactly.
0: Um Nintendo is still forecasting for twenty five point five million sold for the year. Um another thing too if you're a Nintendo stockholder or are interested in being a Nintendo stockholder and I don't know if this happened already if it did happen already it's not going to help you but if it hasn't you might want to check um Nintendo is planning on buying back 1.5% of its stock and when companies do that the stock price goes up mm-hmm. up up so if it hasn't happened yet I'm not 100% sure and you're interested in Nintendo stocks, you might want to go buy it because it's pretty much guaranteed to pop up at least a couple percentage points here in the very near future. Matt, what is happening here? Is it as simple as everybody has a Switch now? Uh,
1: I think part of it is, yeah. And, like, you know, sanity is sort of returning to the market in that regard. Maybe also because, like, people are laser-focused on getting a PS5, so, like, no one's spending money on Switch hardware right now um it's not it's just not the hot thing uh maybe the oled will revitalize some of that but i don't know
0: that was my next question
1: what is uh
0: the oled gonna do i don't know if anything i really don't know like
1: it's not enough of an upgrade to to buy one if you already have a switch i don't think but you're sort of left wondering who's left to buy this thing um i'm sure there are hardcore people who will. Buy it just to upgrade to a better screen or whatever, but for me, I'm certainly not going to get it because like it doesn't do me any good.
0: I ended up getting one, Matt. Just literally, oh, right?
1: Because you were able to actually pre-order one without
0: yes. four hours after they went on sale.
1: Yeah, that should tell you something.
0: I just went to, I think it was was it Target or Best mm-hmm. Buy? I can't remember, but they had been on sale for like four or five hours already, and I hadn't realized that they had been on mm-hmm. sale for four or five hours. I thought they had just gone on sale. So I went to the website and they had the red and blue one available. And so I just pre-ordered it. I'm like, even if I don't want this, I can figure out something to do with it or I can sell it on eBay or Mm -hmm. or I can give it to like an uncle or an aunt who's looking for a switch for their kids over Christmas or whatever. Or maybe I do want to keep it. I, I didn't know. But I just knew that buying it was not going to be a stupid idea. Although now I'm starting to wonder, Matt, because once I bought it, I realized that it had been on sale already for four hours. Mm -hmm. And this major retailer still had them available four hours after they went on sale. And so that was the first kind of red flag for me with Switch, Matt. Where I was like, okay, wait a minute. Like, maybe things are really starting to cool off. And then that is followed up with the financial report from Nintendo. Um, I, I struggle to think that the OLED model is going to provide much of a significant bump. I really think that it's just going to turn into the Switch that people buy if they're buying yeah. it for the first time.
1: Yeah, like, I wouldn't think so. Um, the other thing that surprised me was I was at uh, I was at Target the other day, and um, they had those Zelda Game & Watch things. Really? Just sitting there. Did you buy one? No, I don't care. But I was just surprised that they, they, they were in sold stock. out. You know, yeah. like, that seemed like something that would instantly disappear. Considering the fandom, yeah, you would think so. But like, they they had like four of them.
0: I mean, I figured they would never make it into stores. Same. I figured same, they, people they would were, order they right them there. online, and they'd never even make it to a shelf. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. I don't think it relates. they are right to next to a
1: whole bunch of switch lights.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. So you saw anecdotal evidence that switch yeah. light is. There's, so, I mean, I,
1: there's always been switch lights there for for a while now. Not the main the main switch goes in and out. I mean,
0: I'll be perfectly honest with you, Matt. I don't know why anyone would buy a switch light. Like it's a little cheaper, but
1: yeah, I mean, I don't know either. Like, I feel like it. You know, I I have friends who have them, but like, I don't understand it in the sense that like, like it, it seems to rob it, of the system. You're getting half the system, and, and, for, and you're for three, three quarters sort of, of the price. Of and you're the also system. sort of robbing it of like, you know, you don't get joy cons. You don't get yeah. like it just. I don't know. It, it seems like a like a hobbled version of the system, and for the price, it, it's smaller screen. Hard, yeah, for the price, it, ha-
0: it shouldn't be as hobbled as it is.
1: No, probably not. Um, but if you don't have, you don't want to play it on a TV, I guess it's fine. But like
0: at this point, like if you
1: don't, even if you don't want to play it on TV, I feel like the OLED is your best bet if you don't have one
0: already. Yeah, I mean, I would recommend people buy the new model. I could certainly, one. I
1: could certainly see someone upgrading to the OLED from the light. Um, yep. You know, For
0: sure. Because then you get the docked mode, the console the yeah, console you, mode. Yeah, you get
1: a lot more stuff out of it that way. I just wonder it's if expensive, anyone's expensive, but it
0: is. I just wonder if anyone's gonna do that.
1: I don't really see it being burning the charts up. Even the stuff I just looked up some a couple of you know, Target and Best Buy and stuff, and they they don't have pre orders available, but they do say coming soon, not sold out. Well you gotta remember so,
0: it launches October eighth. Yeah. It's coming it is coming soon. So it's it, only about like, I'm sure it's not going to be, like,
1: easy to walk into a store and get one on October 8th or whatever, yeah. but I, I, it doesn't sound like it's going to be a, a an endless drought like the PS5 has been. Yeah. Matt, that might just be because they can produce more. Right. Because they're not trying to make, you know... I do b- trust Nintendo to produce hardware in larger numbers than what Sony's managed with the PS5, but I also think demand will be much lower.
0: Well, we'll get into this in a little bit, but there's also the question of... Are there components to build the stuff? Mm-hmm. That's become a real thing for a lot of people who are trying to produce hardware right now, is just getting the components to build it. And when you're Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony, and you're making big orders, mm-hmm. you're more likely to get the components. Oh, yeah. Um, so that. When do
1: we start running out of the rare earth elements? We need to make those chips.
0: Right. Then what happens?
1: That'll, that'll happen in our lifetimes. Will it? Probably.
0: They'll have to find another way to make the chips. At
1: the very least, it'll be um, vastly more expensive to mine that stuff, and that you'll see that reflected in the price of electronics.
0: Yep. Um, so,
1: map PS9 better be something you inhale, because I don't think we can afford the silicon at that point. Yeah.
0: So looking at the release calendar for Switch for the rest of the year, there's Metroid Dread, obviously, which is coming also very soon, on yeah. the same day as the OLED in a couple months. Um, and there's not a lot after that for this year. Um, no. What do you think is going to save Nintendo's lunch at this point? Or is there anything? Is this just a natural cycle, the natural curve of. Uh, it is. It's been five it's, years. Yeah, like, I think
1: it's the natural curve of everyone right now. Yeah. Like, it, the whole the whole end of the year is looking pretty soft it in is. general. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm very excited about Metroid Dread because it's Metroid. Yeah. Yep. But. Um, I don't I don't you know, as much as I love Metroid, I don't really look at Metroid as a system seller. You yeah, me either.
0: I think it may penetrate the install base more than prior Metroids yeah. though. Yeah. Um, I think it'll sell better than most Metroid but games. But I don't
1: see a lot of people who don't have a switch yet look seeing like, oh Metroid's out, I gotta get that system now. Like I don't think that's a thing that happens. I think it would have
0: had to have been a prime game. Yeah. I think if
1: we want to really see how the OLED's gonna do, we gotta wait for Breath of the Wild too. Yeah. Like that's what's gonna move systems if someone doesn't have one already or maybe decides they want to play breath of the wild 2 on the new system with a better screen
0: you know they'll also make a limited edition limited version edition of the OLED yeah, for sure. it of course um but i don't see any relief in immediate sight for nintendo no i mean as far it, as software is concerned i mean
1: zelda next year will definitely help yeah um oh for sure and whatever else they have up their sleeve i mean we might get the mario odyssey follow-up finally uh, it's about time for that yeah maybe later in the year but yep. uh and God, whatever you know, Arceus or whatever, you know, whatever their Pokemon
0: nonsense they have planned. Well, they have the two reworks coming this year. Yeah, I mean, basically, that's what it's banking on for this year mm-hmm. are those two remakes mm-hmm. of old Pokemon games and Splatoon. Is Splatoon uh, coming this year?
1: Spl- not this year, but Splatoon will be next year. Yeah, I, I
0: mean, there's a lot of games for next year.
1: Yeah, got you know, Pikmin Four still hiding yeah, out there Bayonetta, somewhere. I mean,
0: there's tons of stuff. Pikmin Four, yeah. like. Which you, I think will be the launch, a well, yeah, launch game uh, for the next We have got my ten
1: says this year. Yep. Uh, which I don't think that's a big. That's not a needle mover. mover. Yeah, no. <laughs> definitely not. I mean, I'm in, I'm kind of interested. Well, yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, we'll play it, but it's yeah, not. But at the same time, sort of, even I look at that, I'm just like, oh my god, do I want so to do much. this?
0: It's like, <laughs> you do. You start thinking it back to the other games, yeah. and you're like, this is like a hundred and some hours. Is this going to be any it? different
1: than what Probably I've already not. done? No, it's, it's like. So it was like watching uh, the gymquisition on uh, on like the the Samurai Warriors, the new Samurai Warriors game, yeah. I'm just like, why do you keep doing this to yourself? Cuz you know like, they're going to be it's bad. It's the same thing. Uh they actually had a really good point where they said that they are, that, that game doesn't have characters, it has weapons and you equip the characters to the weapons. Which I was like, that's really true. Like you don't have different characters that are like Individuals, you just have a bunch of characters that use the same bow or the same sword, and they all play exactly the same with slightly different hats. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, and that's kind of Shin Megami Tensei, anyways. Especially because it's all the same demons. All the demons for the most are basically part. the same. It's yeah. just like you're doing the same thing over and, and like. If you like that, great. Like, if you just want another shot of demon Pokemon, like it's going to deliver. Yeah. But some of us are sort of looking at this like, oh, like a full price game. I'm going to play it for like two hours to confirm that it's the same fucking game as the last two games and.
0: I mean, I mean, let's be honest, the Switch is overdue for a price cut.
1: Oh, yeah. This oh, might yeah.
0: finally be the sign that Nintendo needs to cut the price of at least the OG Switch a little bit. And maybe yeah. they, it coincides perfectly with the release of the OLED. Yeah, and it
1: starts to feel like, do you know, I, I know we've talked about how the light would stick around and the old one would go away and the OLED would be the new standards. Like, do we, maybe they dropped the light. At this point, like, based
0: upon the way sales are going, yeah. it might lead them in that direction. Although I'm guessing that decision's already been made one way Probably, or another yeah. at this
1: point. But, like maybe it makes more sense to have a have the lower price switch be the OG model.
0: It kind of
1: does, yeah, at but because at least that way you're not buying like a, a hobbled version of the game. Of the it's console. just
0: I, I would find it hard to believe that Nintendo would shut down one of its manufacturing lines, mm-hmm. like. Or have separate manufacturing, especially line. in favor
1: of something that's so similar like to what the other thing they're selling,
0: right? Which means I think the lines who are that are currently building mm. the OG switch are just going to be updated to build the yeah. OLED switch.
1: It could be like, but they did, the other the, one time they did do something similar is when they you know, they did the new 3DS right and kept doing the, the DSI. That's true. Like yeah. that was that was pretty. So even I had a little trouble telling the difference between those things once in a while.
0: The 3DS line got really confusing. got very weird. Yeah, yeah. and then start, he started. The, yeah, not in, the 3, like, not the, DSi, the 3DS. Stuff, And I'm just like, what? yeah, there was a,
1: yeah, the DSi, and then the 3DS, and then they did the new 3DS, and kept making the, the original 3DS, and then there was still the, the DSi was still kind of available at the time. Like and and they all they had the, the 2DS, same form factors. which didn't yeah, 2DS, fold. Which didn't it was fold. just like a
0: tablet for kids, basically. Yeah, if you
1: if you want something that will get the screen scratched in one day, right. go ahead and get a 2DS. <laughs> It's with crazy. A, which a, with a bizarre form factor, like that thing was one of the weirdest looking Nintendo consoles. It looked like since the it Virtual was Boy. like a
0: knockoff. Yeah. it looked like some weird like yeah, third like party some, from yeah. China made. Yeah, it looked like
1: something you'd buy like for 20 bucks in a, you know, like a, Flea a market. street market yeah. or something and like <laughs> it would play like Super Mario Bros yeah. or It's it it like, "Oh, what is this? Why are <laughs> exactly. they why are they purple? I don't get it." Like, yeah,
0: so you're right, like Nintendo has kind of manufactured multiple things at once that were variations on the same base hardware. Um, but I think when you're talking about consoles and not handhelds, it's a little different. Um, I would be surprised if they continued manufacturing the OG Switch once the OLED comes to market. They also want more money for mm-hmm. the hardware, which they can get more. So my guess is they cut the price of the OG Switch until they're out of inventory. Um, and my guess is the price cut is like 50 bucks. I don't think it's going to be like a full 100 bucks. Um And then the question becomes, what do they do with the Switch Lite? I do think they'll keep manufacturing those. Um, I also think that maybe they dropped the price of it to make it more of an impulse buy for parents looking for something mm-hmm. to babysit their kids while they're driving or commuting or whatever, something to keep them quiet. Um, but, yeah, I have no interest in a light, and I think it's starting to appear that most adults do not, and that's maybe why the sales are tanking for more versus the console version. It also kind of flies in the face of the data that we've got that says – Fifty percent of Switch owners only play like handheld mode.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I don't know if that's the case now, or if people are just like, "Well, why would I not just pay an extra hundred bucks or whatever it is to get both a console and a handheld?" Maybe that's a little more likely. Um, Maybe a lot of people
1: play with that thing where they prop it up and play with the Joy Cons at the table the more kickstand. than we think. Yeah, it's like,
0: <laughs> I, no, I don't think that that's no. the case, but we'll see. Um, I do think do you, that- you haven't
1: been to a rooftop party where an NBA <laughs> NBA two K game broke out like that. It was not
0: a. I do think that this is the first sign, though, that Nintendo is going to have to do something. Um, mm. It has just been this steady increase for five years, and now they're either flat or they're going down. They're, they've hit yeah. the apex of the curve. And I, mean, we'll
1: see, I think the the, the clincher is going to be what Breath of the Wild two does. Yeah, um, we'll see how, if that can revive. And when it
0: comes out, I yeah. think will be a if all we
1: get with. is a spike of software sales from that, and the hardware sales don't really move or improve, then I think you're in the you're in the situation where it's like Nintendo's got to put a successor
0: out. The following year. I'm wondering if Nintendo now regrets the Switch OLED model. I don't know. Like, announcing it. mm mm-hmm. um, You would think it would have had at least an idea that the sales were starting to slump a little bit. You would think retailers would be like, no, we're good. We have plenty of stock. And yeah. maybe, But that if that's the case, it didn't keep Nintendo from announcing it still. Yeah.
1: No. And we'll see, like, what happens with, like... I don't know. Like... It's just hard to see what else is gonna you know there's there's, there's there's no reason to think that there's like this untapped pocket of audience that still hasn't heard of or knows about or has access to a switch yeah. like you're hitting a point where the where the hardware sales are going to be expected to drop and at that point the question becomes what do they want to do uh, the other problem with the price drop idea is like Nintendo just doesn't Really do that? Like they didn't even they, they took forever to drop the price on the Wii U for God's sake. I don't like, think they ever cut the price no, of Wii U. Yeah, I don't. Th- I think, I don't I think they ever did. I eventually got one on like a like a Black Friday sale for hundred bucks off, but they never officially dropped. It wasn't the price Nintendo's MSRP. Yeah. yeah,
0: it. I don't think it ever did drop the price ever, which is crazy. Because mm-hmm. um, that thing was, was dead in the water. Yeah. Like, it was... It was. They never even did, like, the let's just drop the price and get rid of all these consoles in our warehouse that's just yeah. been sitting there. Like, they did nothing.
1: Yeah, they they took them back. Yeah, they took they back. They recalled them. And then we're selling Richellies. them
0: on Nintendo.com.
1: Yeah, I'll be honest. I thought about buying a backup gamepad. Yeah, because you know they're going to die Because one day that is. thing dies, and you don't have another way to play that anything on that system. My Wii U which is, is,
0: like, immaculate, because yeah, I hardly played yeah. it. Which
1: is one of the reasons I have always hit banged that drum of, like, rescue everything from the Wii U. Because yeah. one day we're not going to be able to play this thing anymore. Yeah.
0: I've been watching this this one guy. All that's
1: left is Xenoblade Chronicles X. Get on with it, people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're been, even getting Fatal Frame at this point.
0: Yeah, I've been watching this guy on YouTube. His whole thing is he buys a Switch... And then he goes on Facebook Marketplace and offers to trade it with people. And these people literally will give him, like, their entire childhood. They'll give him all their old consoles, all their old games, all their old controllers for a Switch. Hmm. So he will spend $200, $300 on a Switch, and he will get stuff that's worth, like, $5,000 back from these people. I don't know if these people are stupid or they just don't think it's worth the hassle of selling each one of those things. Some of it like when when I worked in the
1: old uh, the old indie game store back in 98 99, uh that was a common common thing. Like when we would get the new systems, like especially the Dreamcast, people bring in everything they got. They bring they bring in like uh, and these were like lower income families. Like these were like the the families that like couldn't afford to drop out cash for these. And you there was a whole sub people don't don't remember a lot of the time that like there's a whole submarket of like lower income families who al- who are just buying and playing the last generations consoles yeah. because that's what becomes affordable and available mm-hmm. especially in a used market. Yep. And we had a lot of our customers were were that were for that market. And sometimes though they'd come in and they'd just unload everything. I remember this one kid want, desperately wanted a Dreamcast and he and his his mom came in and they traded in like Fifty Genesis games and a Genesis and a PlayStation One and like a bunch of PlayStation One games and it barely all added up to like in store credit to like two hundred or mm-hmm. for whatever we charge them for the Dreamcast we're moving one ninety nine yeah. yeah and like. And he didn't even have enough for another game out of credit, and they and so she bought him like Soul Calibur or something, and like they, and, you know, they went out, And we, it's just there's it a stack almost as up to my head. That's what this guy's doing, yeah. and like
0: he's taking advantage of people who. And don't the store know. made like
1: hundreds off of it, you know, and you know, and sometimes people just don't know what they have. One time, a guy came in with a Neo Geo, oh, two controllers, and ten games, and I wasn't there for this, but the guy who was working there offered him a hundred bucks for it, and he took it. We turned around and sold it for, like, $5,000 on on eBay. The owner of the store was so thrilled. I bet. You could not imagine. He
0: had no idea what he had. I mean, that's basically what this guy's doing. Um, Because they'll come to him. He'll hand him a Switch. It's not even, like, packaged. It's like, here's the Switch. Here's the dock. Mm -hmm. Here's an HDMI cable. And they will open their trunk, and they will have, like, two GameCubes, an N64, uh, three Nintendo handhelds, and the software libraries for all of them. Mm -hmm. Like literally, like five, six thousand dollars worth of stuff that some guy just gave him for like a scratched up switch. It's. I'm not telling you to do it, but. Although <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Now. If you're hurting for cash, it's it's a racket. And he said that he gets more offers on Facebook Marketplace than he can even vet. Mm. He said just hundreds and hundreds of people are like, "I'll give you this for your Switch or whatever," and he's like, "You have you spend like a day just sorting through the offers to figure out which one you want to pick." Yeah. Um. So, the, to, the reason I brought this up is because we were talking about, you know, maybe the switch market is soft. There are still people out there who want one like really right. badly. They
1: just can't drop down the the cash. money, the cash to do yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Um, so maybe when if they do drop the price of it, maybe it gets a nice little bump again. Um, I am starting to believe that the OLED kind of midstep is a mistake. Mm-hmm. It, I just don't understand who it's for and what it's for. Um you're at the five year mark and you release this kind of sidestep, this parallel piece of hardware, it just one, that's not something that Nintendo typically does. Um a lot of times it will just find a cheaper way to make it, like with the GameCube, they took out like the the digital port. Um so only the DOL 001 now has a digital port, and all the later GameCubes don't have it. Um the Wii they took out like what did they? They took out. Was it the Wi-Fi stuff or something from the Wii? I think.
1: Yeah, they took something weird. They took out like
0: the Wi-Fi antenna or yeah. something. You could Same with like,
1: yeah, and the like the yeah the GameCube they took the digital port out. Which yeah, so in fact, I had I had to return a GameCube because of that. Cause right, my launch one broke. I stopped working, so I went and got another one for Best Buy. I got it home, and I couldn't plug in my my yep. component cable, and so I had Nintendo to go back and find one. It's no
0: stranger to doing this stuff, but yeah. usually it just it takes stuff away to make it cheaper to manufacture, and mm-hmm. maybe it drops the price. In this case, it's doing this more expensive model now mm-hmm. um, that function functionality wise.
1: Yeah, if it had a power boost, I would I would think about oh, it, yeah. but it's not it's not that. It would be a no
0: brainer, I think, if it if it boosted the power. So. I think this is the beginning of the downward curve for Switch. Um, It's just, it's the cycle. It's the way things work. Everyone has a Switch now, or most people have a Switch. There are some that are still looking for them. Um, I just think this might end up being a mistake. And to your point, I would not be surprised if these numbers continue to trend in this direction. If we do get, like, the next Switch, like, next holiday season. It's also making me think that I maybe should sell the OLED as soon as I get it. Because <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be a viable product for all that long, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Um, I think probably in a year's time we'll at least get an announcement of the next Switch. I just I just really think that like some games like Mario Kart 9, Metroid Prime 4, I think games like that are good, being teed up right now. For the next real hardware revision, Mm -hmm. and so,
1: I definitely believe Metroid Metroid Prime Four will be hybrid. Yep, between the current Switch
0: and the next one. Yeah, I kind of thought that might be the case for this until we found out about the LED. It just came out of nowhere. Yeah, I thought that maybe the it would be a Super Switch, Nintendo Mm -hmm. Switch, or whatever, and we get that with Breath of the Wild Two early next year. Instead, they dropped the LED model. Yeah, that would make too much sense. Absolutely. Uh, So anyway. It's been quite a run for Nintendo, people. Um, we're not bagging on them here. Like, this is the way the industry works. It's a five-year cycle, typically, and if you're really good and really yeah, popular. Even, even
1: with these drops, I'm sure they're happy to be where they are. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I mean, the Switch has been a bigger success than Nintendo could have ever Yeah, imagined.
1: you're just into the stratosphere now instead of orbit,
0: Right, basically. Yeah. Um, so it's not like we're talking bad. This is just the way that the console cycles work, and Nintendo's at the end of its cycle. Um, and I think it is different now how you manage those end of cycles, because as we've seen with PS4 to PS5 and Xbox mm-hmm. One to Series, it's there's not that chop-off point anymore. And I think that's one thing that Nintendo's going to have to get right, is that I can't have all this software for Switch and have it be worthless whenever the next platform is released so that's something that nintendo hasn't really done before that it's got to figure out it's kind of fallen into this pattern of okay we'll take all the old games from this other platform and we'll spend a bunch of money on remaking them for this new one you don't have to do that anymore so it'll be interesting to see if nintendo's next platform is just is backwards compatible with everything Um, I think it will. I think it has to be. It kind of has to be in 2021 or whatever year it ends up being released.
1: As soon as you move to digital purchasing, you have to support that library going forward. There's no way around it.
0: Yep. Uh, So that's the latest on Nintendo and Switch. I would highly recommend that uh, you hold off on buying the OLED version unless, like, your Switch is broken um, or you haven't bought one, and there's some game this year coming out that you really want to play. I can't imagine what that would be. Uh, but if that's the case, then maybe you pick up the OLED. But yeah, it's I- like maybe
1: you're super excited for Metroid Dread, but if you're excited for Metroid Dread, I can't imagine you don't already have a Switch. So.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah, like, as you said earlier, I don't think it's going to be a system seller. So
1: like, Even I'm, you know, Metroid's my favorite Nintendo franchise, but even I went in on the Switch before that. Give me a yep. break
0: yeah i'll keep you guys updated on what i end up doing with my switch oled i really don't we've been waiting for
1: metroid prime 4 so long i know that was in that first presentation i know the the logo yeah and it's not even gonna make a system and for
0: years it was always in our most anticipated of whatever Mm -hmm. and then once we found out that it had been in the end we're probably we're not
1: even gonna play it on the switch probably we're gonna play it on whatever the next whatever it is
0: that's my guess too yeah So anyway, that's the latest on Nintendo. Again, I would hold off on getting the OLED model. I'll let you guys know what I end up deciding to do with my OLED. Um, Obviously, if I decide to keep it, I'll bring it here on the show, and I'll open it up for you guys. You guys can all check it out. That might be what I end up doing anyway, just because on launch day, I want to be able to show it to you guys so you guys can decide if you want one or not. 70% 70% that's probably what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go on Facebook Marketplace and I'll trade my old Switch for a gaggle of retro games that I can flip, which I'll never have the time to do anyway. Uh, it'll just Maybe I'll just get them and just save them for my retirement like I'm doing with all my stuff. Huh. Um, I do wonder if when I'm ready to retire, if it will be such a pain in the butt to me to sell a bunch of stuff on eBay that I'll just not want to do it.
1: I mean, it already is for me now. So I know.
0: I, yeah. I mean, some stuff is worth it. Like, yeah. some of my handhelds I have that are, you know, Pokemon Center or whatever. Like, that stuff's worth a lot of money. Yeah, That's worth been... it. Do I want to go game by game, though, and sell that stuff when I'm 65? I don't know. I'm already trying to
1: parcel out a bunch of Transformers stuff I don't want anymore. But at a certain point, you hit it it where it's like, that's not worth it. Right, exactly.
0: I'll be the sucker on Facebook Marketplace, trading in all my stuff to get like the PS9 or whatever it is by then. Although it may not even be 9 at that point. It may only be like 8. Because yeah. these generations are just stretching out, unless you're Nintendo. Um, but all these other generations are stretching out, like, 7 to 10 years at this point. So mm-hmm. we may only get, like, a couple more consoles before we retire. Pretty yeah. crazy to think about. But anyway, that's the latest on Nintendo. It's time to move on. We're going to talk next about XCOM, Marvel XCOM. Um, we were really excited when we found out about this, Matt, that uh, Firaxis was working on a new XCOM game with the Marvel license. Immediately, my mind went crazy. Um, My heart went aflutter thinking about, hey, here's this kind of faceless franchise that I've really enjoyed playing for a really long time, Mm. uh, but I really have no affinity for its universe or its lore. I couldn't even tell you, like, one character from the XCOM franchise. Could you? I mean, there's the guy who
1: runs everything, who sounds (laughs) like the colonel (laughs) from, from that thing. Yeah. I think it's, actually, I think it's the guy, I think it's Neil Ross, I think it's the guy who does the Codex voice for Mass Effect. Oh. I don't remember care yeah, well, because you create your own characters. for the,
0: Yeah, for the most part. Um, but even, like, the characters that are involved in the plot, like, I don't remember any it's not. It. It's not
1: a plot-driven game, it's really. Not. It's it's more of a build your base and shoot the things and yeah. get furious at how, what 92% probability really means right. when it comes down <laughs> at to At least it. in their world, yeah.
0: what 92% means. Um, so we, are, we we only kind of knew that Firaxis was working on the game. And then this week, we finally got some first details. And, Matt, they were not especially encouraging. Uh, what we learned this week is that although it does have the Marvel license, like other XCOM games, you'll be creating your own superheroes in this. Mm-hmm. So you will not be playing as, like, your favorite Marvel characters. Um, instead, you'll be creating characters. And then they said even... That non-playable characters will not be the popular superheroes that everyone associates with Marvel. Matt, is this a smart decision? I don't know. Like, I don't know why
1: that would be... Like, I understand why you want the, us to create our own characters because the XCOM formula kind of demands that. I don't know why you wouldn't have them working with recognizable characters Beyond, you know because like I guess it's supernatural based and the, he def- the guy definitely said there was gonna be uh, vampires so it sounds like you're kind of dealing with like kind of a kind of a Marvel Knights thing um, but like like the idea that you would be doing that but you still wouldn't like be interacting with blade or Ghost Rider or Moon Knight or even Daredevil like the characters that are generally associated with those things. Is odd because uh, the thing the thing is like people do want to play as these characters. Uh, the 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 license is valuable, but the value of the license does tend to kind of be tied to who you're allowed to play. That's my and question, like, Matt.
0: Why would you pay for this license well, if the, you're not going to use it to its fullest? Right,
1: well, the I think I mean I need to see more of what the game actually is because I, I feel like I feel like maybe he's. Talking about early, I don't know. Like it doesn't make any sense to me because the other thing that I keep thinking of is there's one other example, there are two other examples of Marvel games that tried to focus on non-exist, non-pre-existing characters, and they are both disasters. Yeah, and that was Rise of the Imperfects. Yep, I remember that. Uh, that EA game, uh, EA kind of arena fighting Power Stone game, which introduced a bunch of new characters that no one remembers or cares about, uh, and then uh, X Men Destiny which did have all the characters from X-Men in it, but you could only play one of three nobodies that was newly created for the game, whose powers were like kind of railroaded into certain archetypes over the course of the game. And X-Men Destiny famously being the last thing Silicon Knights made before they got shut down by the Unreal uh, uh, lawsuit. Yep. Um, And then I believe X-Men Destiny was recalled and destroyed. (laughs) The unsold (laughs) copies had to be destroyed because it it was using unlicensed tech in it from Uh Unreal. But... Uh, i actually pulled that game out and and loaded it up uh, a few months ago because i was reminded of it and that game's still terrible like like the fact that you can't <laughs> the fact that you cannot play the x-men is bizarre like yeah. what do you think we're here for people that's what my point um, about this game and like i understand the idea of of making it more of a create your own in terms of these characters in Xcom because you have to be free to kill them you have to be free to do weird things with them but to not have them be involved at least in sort of like a midnight sun sort of Task force, like the Doctor Strange is sending you out to do shit or something. Like, it's very strange that you would divorce it completely from all the recognizable Marvel stuff and just sort of tell me it's set in the Marvel universe somehow. Or it's like, well, what? That's what it feels like this like, game is going to be to me. It's seems, like, I mean, it's certainly what he s- seems to be what he said. Yeah. It's a very strange angle to take on it. Um, I, it just
0: doesn't make any sense to me at all, creatively or financially. Mm hmm. I mean, why would you pay for this license if you're not going to use it?
1: Like, I don't know. It sounds like maybe they got like a cheaper version of the license that is a limited-use thing. Huh. Like, you can use the universe, but you can't use the characters Interesting. or something like that. Marvel, why would you pay for that? That's, to have Marvel on, <laughs> on your on the title, title, I guess. Yeah. But there are definitely, th- you know, there's certainly, certain, you know, things have changed a lot because Marvel and Disney have sort of reconsolidated their ownership of all these characters in various ways. But, like... For a while there, there were things where it's like, oh, if you don't have this license, you can't use Daredevil. And so, but you can use this character. You know, like, different characters were related to certain licenses and not others. So, you, that was a set if you want to use this one character, you have to buy a separate license to use that character. But if you want to use this other character instead, they are included with the license you already bought for Spider-Man or whatever. So, you have to, you can use that character. Mm-hmm. Um... And that has changed here and there over the years. Certainly, uh, Capcom ran into that problem when they made uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, yep. and suddenly Marvel decided they didn't want to want them to allow them to use any uh, X-Men or Fantastic Four characters, because they were owned by Sony. The movie rights were controlled by Sony and Fox, and they didn't want to promote those characters anymore, which is why uh, you know, Infinite has such a weird roster without some of the staples of the Marvel vs. Capcom series. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, what ultimate you know, Ultimate Alliance three came out, and there's Wolverine right on the front of the cover, and all the you know they got a Fantastic Four expansion, and X Men expansion. You know, everything's back to normal now that Marvel has those movie rights back. Yep. Um. So that seems to be less of a problem now. But this, I don't have an explanation for this. Beyond like, I get like why you'd want to create a character team for the XCOM formula. But I don't know why you wouldn't couch that in your working, kind of like what DC, the DC Universe Online game does, where it's like you are creating your own character, but you are working hand in hand with the with established the real super characters.
0: superheroes, yeah. I mean, that's the allure. Right. Of a license. I mean,
1: if you're not going to let me play as the characters, you got to let me play with, shoulder to shoulder with, with them. them. Yeah.
0: yeah, or they're the villains or whatever. I mean, they need to be a part of the plot yeah. at the very least. And if
1: you're leaning on the supernatural side of the Marvel universe, like I like the supernatural stuff. I, you know, I was a fan of the Midnight Suns crap back in mm-hmm. the back in the '90s, uh, where you had you know Johnny Blaze and and Ghost Rider and Hellstrom and the Darkhold and all that stuff. That's cool, that cool to me, but. Most people don't know anything about that stuff. Although we might know more about it after Doctor Strange Two, right. it seems like they're going to deal with some of that. Yeah, um, certainly the Darkhold showing up in WandaVision indicates that we're going that direction. Yep. Uh, Moon Knight's going to get his own series, so th- that stuff is happening. i will probably be in the thick of sort of introducing that to the mainstream audience as this game finally comes out. But um, at the same time, you're like, well, are we at least going to see like some weird villain, you know, Deacon Frost or like? some of these odd villains that maybe nobody's heard of but at least be recognizable or are we just gonna be fighting generic vampires all day right i mean marvel does have a version of dracula i guess he could be the main (laughs) bad guy
0: i mean the other sort of the other side of the coin for this matt is that you know having those characters didn't save marvel's avengers true i mean the game's got to be good right ultimately it came down to people just didn't like playing the game And the characters that were included, and they were all there, Mm -hmm. weren't enough to convince people to play the game anyway. So
1: XCOM is definitely a better base to build from. Right, right, exactly.
0: Like, to me, XCOM has everything it needs already. It's a Mm -hmm. great game. Everyone likes the structure and the design. And it's
1: very strange to, like, I mean, just not that I'm going to say no to almost any Marvel thing, but it's, like, it's just weird that, like, I would never match this formula up with Marvel. The XCOM thing, like I would never. If all the game, like popular games, you'd say like, what, what can you see getting you know hosed down in Marvel juice? Uh, XCOM would be very near the bottom of the list
0: because it's the other thing about it is XCOM typically isn't very story or plot driven. like there's a premise, right? But it's not like you were seeing in some of the B-roll for Chimera Squad, which is the most recent XCOM to be released. It's like. A lot of the story is told with like text bubbles yeah. and like I mean there
1: is a sto- there's more story in Kamara Squad than any than other previous XCOM ones. game. Yeah. So you- and it is kind of comic booky in a way so I guess it kind of is a proof of concept in some ways for this maybe but like the other thing is like I would f- if I was I wouldn't do like widespread marvel I would focus on like I don't know like um Everything I can come up with for the, for the XCOM formula for that would be kind of boring. But I mean, I guess I could use, like, X-Force. Like, I'd go back to X-Force and have, like, a cable-led team of those guys and, like, have that sort of be adapted to a – pair because they had a paramilitary thing going yeah. on. I guess you could do, like, an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. thing. Yeah. But, like, they who gives a there. shit right? about who that? Cares? <laughs> Nobody like, cares.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like I, I understand that the XCOM formula is create your own characters, permadeath. You have this bond mm-hmm. with the character. If it dies, it drives you bonkers. It makes you really upset. I would argue I would be just as upset if my Spider Man died.
1: Yeah. Or, and you don't have to kill Spider Man. You just have him be out of action for a few battles or something. Even yeah. if he
0: died, though, I would be really angry over that. Like, if you're looking for that reaction from the player, I think you you get that maybe yeah, even I don't, more so.
1: I just don't think they want to do that. I think that's probably, you're not allowed to kill these characters if you have the license. Like, that would, I think that's probably the part of the problem here. Is do you that, know that for a fact? I don't know that for a fact, but my guess is that you are not allowed to just murder Spider Man in any form. If you're making a video game out of a Marvel property, okay.
0: Which would mean they'd have to let you create your own character. Pretty much.
1: Um, but again, you... like I said, you could just have them be out of action for a few right. battles. Like, you don't have to kill them. Like, you know, you can do. I mean, there's there's a non-perma-death option in XCOM.
0: You know? That's true. Yeah. Um, Matt, based upon what you know about how Marvel licenses stuff, would they be able to allow you to use costume pieces from Marvel characters while creating your character? Like, could you get yes. Spider-Man's mask? Theoretically,
1: you could do that. Yeah. Yeah
0: which may be a good way to kind of skirt around it. Like, wonder what if you were able to... There's going to be mods where
1: you can just turn them into the characters anyway. Yeah,
0: but that's for people who play on PC. Mm. And that's a small percentage of the people who are going to ultimately play it. Although with XCOM, maybe not quite as much, because it is kind of a PC-first franchise. It was birthed on the PC, mostly. But do you think there may be a case where you have, like, the Spider-Man mask and the Spider-Man shirt and the spider-man pants and you could actually end up creating spider-man if you really wanted to no they won't let you do that i right? don't think so interesting
1: not like an exact replica now
0: okay um
1: also depends like what you're going for like if they're going full supernatural spider-man might not, might not even be an, a, a factor yeah um it's hard I think to that say would be like, a huge mistake now. everything we know right now is too vague to really make any call on that
0: yeah um do you think it's a smart decision
1: uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I mean, you
0: could count on the core of the game being pretty good. They've made, what, yeah. four XCOMs or three at this yeah. point? Four.
1: I think, was it four?
0: Three or four. Three, So think. people know what they're getting, but we it's, also know that it's really good and that they have yeah. this foundation that they build upon every time and they make it better every time. Um, I think the XCOM fans are going to love it no matter what. But yeah, I, if you
1: find an angle that works that could be interesting, but it's like it's... It wasn't the create your own character thing that that made me go. Hmm. It was the it was the thing where he basically said like you're not going to see any Marvel characters right. in this. Which
0: which is b- I hope they're not bizarre. paying much for that license because <laughs> I'm guessing they're doing this to try to get XCOM over the hump. It's kind mm-hmm. of plateaued. Um, people, it's a known quantity now. It's not. The yeah, Chimera innovate. Squad was not the breakthrough. Maybe they hoped yeah, it would be. They don't innovate enough with it, I think, or change it enough from one entry to another to kind of have this breakthrough release of the franchise. I'm guessing they thought Marvel might get them over the hump with that, but if you're not actually utilizing the license the way people expect, I'm not sure that that's actually going to work the way that they had planned. Um, are you more excited or less excited for it now? Because now there's this mystery, right? I honestly, like I, forgot I, it, like honestly I, I
1: forgot it existed, so it was like, oh, yeah, that. I don't know.
0: I, I felt I'll, like I'll wait
1: and see more. I don't have an opinion on it yet.
0: I felt yeah. like I knew what it was. Mm-hmm. Now I don't feel like I know what it's going to be at all. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's making me more excited or more disappointed, to be honest.
1: I don't know. I think I need to see what it is. Like, I don't, I don't have an opinion right now. I, I, especially because it's like the reaction to what he said could change the game. Yeah, you know, people did not That's react to point. that well. They didn't. Yeah, and so I don't that blame could them. definitely make them change course. I mean, my
0: knee jerk reaction was like, "That's insane." Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, mean, I, do? Very, I mean, I saw very. I
1: mean, I have a couple friends who were happy they could create their own character because they prefer to create your own character instead of yeah. choosing pre existing ones. But like. The majority of response I saw online was, What the hell are you doing? Yeah, this doesn't make any sense. uh, You know, at the very least, I think at this point, Marvel wouldn't like, I'd like to think Marvel knows that uh, their games are not, their license is not bulletproof in the video game arena, and they should probably listen to the people. Yeah. If they don't want another Marvel Avengers or Marvel versus Capcom Infinite or uh, any of that on their hands. Yep. Like, I'd say the most successful Marvel game in recent years is probably uh, Ultimate Alliance 3. And that was uh, yeah. pretty much a slavish remake re-ma- re- of the previous. That's two, not something you know? to be proud of. Yeah, uh, because that, but that, but that's what people wanted. Yeah, you know, like giving what they want, characters,
0: giving them their abilities, easy, accessible. You really want to
1: give me what I want? Give me Marvel heroes back, you jerks! <laughs> I'm <laughs> still mad at, about that. I really chat, like that game. See what
0: chat's saying about this stuff. Um, you could kill Marvel characters in Fortnite. Not that I paid cash to do that. That's actually a good yeah, point. Yeah, but there's
1: an in-universe thing that says they res it's like Groundhog Day. They resurrect every time.
0: Yeah, Sneaky says I would love to play Avengers, but it's so boring and grindy. It is like once you get past the campaign. Yeah, apparently
1: the Black Panther thing's good, but like, and the Hawkeye uh, little quest was good, but it, it's over pretty fast. Like, is it- I've uninstalled it. I will pro- probably should try the Black Panther thing, but
0: Andy T Monahan brings up a good point. Um, Mario plus rabbits managed to bring a license into that yeah. formula and make it very interesting. Um, so there's no reason why they couldn't do it with this Marvel game as well.
1: But, uh, you know, this is, sounds like the equivalent of, like, a Mario Rabbids game where you have to play as, like, uh, random toads
0: the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Horman says, so they paid Marvel, but they didn't pay the Marvel's Players Association. Mm. That's a sports joke. <laughs> because sports games, you can get the league license, but you need the NFL PA license to actually have the real uh-huh. players in the game. Uh, so pretty clever there. Um, a Suicide Squad for Marvel games. I had Imperfects on the PSP and was actually excited for that while playing Metal Gear Acid. There's a blast from the path, Metal Gear Acid. Mm. Okay, Mega Drive guy, thank you for Twitch Prime. Appreciate it, bruh. Uh, So anyway, that's all we know right now about uh, Marvel XCOM. It is coming from Firaxis, the same studio that's been developing XCOM all along. So I think we can feel pretty confident that it's going to be pretty good. Um, Whether they utilize the license or not, that's kind of the big X factor. And right now, it's not looking good on that front. All right. Let's move on. We're going to talk next about PlayStation VR 2. We just got some new specs for it. Um, PlayStation or Sony did a little conference with developers to explain the functionality of PlayStation VR 2 or whatever mm-hmm. it ends up being called. That's what we're calling it here on the show, uh, just so people can relate to the product. Um, it's impressive, Matt. Did you see this stuff? No. Um, so do you think it's fair to say at this point that when we learn about something new VR-related that we should compare it to Oculus Quest 2? Um, I guess... I don't know. I mean, it's the gold standard now. I think it's what the, most people the, have tried. It's the brass standard. There's no yeah. gold standard <laughs> <That's> in <laughs> that's VR. That's not. Let's not
1: <laughs> aggrandize it that much. Well, but the other to, thing too is it's the closest thing to some someone taking steps in the right direction right now. Yeah.
0: And I mean, the other thing that we should say is that Oculus Quest Two is standalone, mm. and so you don't. It's not wired or anything. It still does room scale VR, but because it is all self-contained and has to run off of a battery, mm-hmm. it's not like the Vive or yeah. Oculus Rift. You pay for it. You pay, you pay a quality price.
1: Yeah, it's like term, 300 bucks. Yeah, for convenience.
0: But it's become like the thing that's finally taken off in VR versus yeah. like these wired PC-centric HMDs that are technically impressive but not quite as practical to use. Um, it appears that Sony is going for that other model, um, not the Quest model. It's going for the wired... Um, let's see what we can squeeze into this thing to get as good a performance as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll say this, like, it appears that the one, the price is going to be pretty high. Uh, but it does also appear that you're getting pretty great, uh, quality from the money mm-hmm. that you're, you're potentially going to spend on it. You can get
1: this or you can get a new SSD.
0: <laughs> Somebody had, Choose um, or, wisely. some people had some, uh, some concerns with your eight hundred dollar figure for an SSD from last week's episode.
1: I didn't say eight hundred dollars; it was five fifty.
0: Oh, I think you said it. people were quoting eight hundred. I don't quite remember. Um, but that was
1: my that was my like uh, facetious, facetious guess on what like a like a ten terabyte <laughs> thing for that would have But okay. like the, the, the two terabyte Western Digital with a heat sink was five fifty. Okay, well, which is the minimum I would want would be two terabytes to expand yeah. that. And so you're I, looking. Apparently, at that you kind can of get price. the
0: one terabyte for like one fifty. Like one that'll work, and I guess the one that Cerny recommended was 150. Yeah, the so, the,
1: the one he like was excited about was 550. Right,
0: <laughs> just trying to smooth it over as best he can, I believe. Um, the, so anyway, we have the first tech specs of PlayStation VR two, and we're gonna try to compare these to what you're getting on Oculus Quest because again, I feel like most people, if they go to buy this, they're gonna be like, should I get this or should I get an Oculus Quest two? I just mm-hmm. think that's gonna be the most common question people ask. Um. Let's see. It's going to display at 4,000 times 2040 pixels, and that's 2,000 by 2040 per eye. Mm -hmm. Um, To put that in perspective, the Quest 2 is 1832 times 1920 per eye. So not that big of a leap, really, when you compare it to Quest 2.
1: It's going to depend on the quality of the lens and the quality of the screen yep, and what the screen door effect looks like, because obviously the PSVR 1 has a big problem with that. Yep. It's a huge upgrade from the PSVR. Oh, yeah. That's for sure.
0: Oh, it's gigantic. This First of all, just before we discuss anything else, PlayStation VR 2 destroys PlayStation VR. Like, just mops the floor with it. So don't... So like, if, like if,
1: it's almost, like, insulting.
0: Right. Like, if you have any question about, is this going to be an improved... Oh, it is night and day improvement over the first PlayStation VR, which, again... The thing I regret buying the most from last generation, I still regret it. I can't believe I spent so much money on something I used so little. Um, Let's see. Let's look at some other stuff. Um, Let's see. It has eye tracking support for foveated foveated rendering, which means it tracks your eyes so that it's only rendering stuff in full resolution that you're actually looking at. Mm. So if you look left the stuff on the right is going to be rendered a little more murky because you're not looking at it, and you're just basically seeing it with your peripheral vision. It makes perfect sense. It frees up resources. Which so, also makes it so you don't have that thing where if you look around with your eyes, things look out of focus right. on the edges. Depending on where, because before, it's rendering based upon what direction yeah, the headset's facing, and it can't track your eyes to see where you're actually looking.
1: Eye tracking is a big deal. That's it is. A, it's it's, it's it, a huge it, deal. it solves
0: about three different problems. Yep. Um, it has an HDR OLED display with a field of view of 110 degrees. Uh, that's 10 more degrees than the original PlayStation VR. Again, a huge deal, really. Mm-hmm. Um, the, let's see if I can find that, that information for Quest 2. I probably should have done a better job of organizing my notes. I know that the display panel in Quest 2 is a fast switch LCD. Which compared to an OLED, obviously a huge upgrade. Uh, the display on Quest Two uh, runs at 72 hertz um, at launch, or it did, and then eventually 90 hertz support showed up. Um, PlayStation VR Two. Let's see if I can find that information. I don't think I actually have that information of what frame rate is going to run at. Unfortunately, um, it has it includes. Well, the, here's the thing: it includes flexible scaling resolution. capacitive capacitive touch sensors for the thumb, index, and middle finger. The trick, though, is that the sensors will be able to tell not just if a player is touching the controller, which is what we know from the DualSense controller, but if not, how far away from the controller their fingers are, Hmm. which basically is their way to figure out full hand tracking, although Mm -hmm. it seems like it's just three digits, which... Probably is enough. Not
1: what you need in the
0: end. Yeah. yeah, you probably don't need much more than that, I would
1: guess. You can use these last three fingers as a unit and kind of get through.
0: Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, Sony wants upcoming traditional PlayStation 5 titles to that are played on a flat screen to feature hybrid VR support, much like they did with Hitman 3, Resident Evil 7, and No Man's Sky. Um, Sony did not mention backwards compatibility with the original PlayStation VR. And the launch details are coming early next year. So we already knew it wasn't coming out this year. Mm -hmm. I'd say 50-50 it comes out next year. They announce it early enough, then maybe it comes out for Christmas. (coughs) I do believe that if it doesn't make Christmas of next year, they'll delay it for another year so it comes out Christmas of the next year. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you might want to keep your fingers crossed that they do get all that stuff done in time for holiday 2022. Um, Holiday
1: 2023, I think you're bumping up against the PS5 Pro at that
0: point. You think? Maybe. You think we'll get it that early? We'll see. That seems. Seems fast. But does. I don't know. I think a lot of it will depend on manufacturing. Yeah. You know, can they get the components to build that stuff?
1: Maybe that what what if what if the PS5 Pro uh, has a way easier way to expand
0: storage? That would be smart. You might, you might get my money on that one <laughs> just automatically. Yeah, that would be really smart. Or it's more flexible in what drives you can use yeah. in it. That would be great too. Um, I do think that might be a little bit early. Matt, is this smart? Is this smart for Sony to, instead of building a competitor to Quest 2, is this smart for Sony to kind of go back to the old way of doing VR and just creating this thing that's as powerful? And, um, I don't
1: know about uh, it's, it's They don't have a choice. This is what they're making. Their system is the PlayStation. They cannot make a standalone Quest competitor. They have to make something that works with the PlayStation 5. They'd
0: have to find some kind of video streaming tech to yeah. stream the video from the console.
1: They're stuck with this. This is what they do. They're, it's a PlayStation product that plugs into the PlayStation 5, and that's that. I like, mean, they, they were did, never going to make a Quest. Competitor. They did
0: find a way to do it with the Wii U gamepad, though, to stream the video to the pad.
1: A much lower resolution, in yeah. you know, a much less satisfying way. Like it's, and it's probably
0: not, at twenty nine point nine seven hertz. Yeah, it's not, uh, not not ideal a for VR, no. especially not for me. Someone who gets sick from VR.
1: The um, biggest problem they have right now is that there's no. We don't know what we're going to play on this thing. Like that's the thing you need to give me something that I can only play on this. Well, that's
0: what they were trying to do because they were speaking to developers at this thing trying to right. get them on board. But I'm and not going to. Pl- I'm not going
1: to buy this so I can play Horizon Two in VR or whatever that you know God of War. And v- I mean, that's not going to work. Like I don't care about that. You got to give me games built for this thing. Yeah, I agree. And so I mean, I you know sure like cockpit stuff works pretty well. You know, I got a, like an X Wing game or No Man's Sky or whatever. But is until you get out of the ship and then you are just like, oh, this sucks. Like. Um, Like, yeah, you got to show me something I want to play that I can only play on PlayStation. And so, you know, that's not going to be until they they unveil the thing, I guess, you know.
0: Sony's never going to sacrifice one of its big IP to make it a PlayStation VR exclusive. It's just not. No. So what's the answer then? What they're doing, getting... Having these conferences, they need they need a Half demo. Life Alex
1: is what they need. Yeah, like, but will they be willing to do it? I mean, hell, they should go to Valve and buy Half Life Alex. Yeah, a, a PS5 VR version. exclusive. Yeah. yeah,
0: that would be smart. That's probably what they're going to call, it, by the way, PS5 VR. PS5 VR. Yeah. Why do you think that? Because I think
1: PSVR two stupid reminds you of the last one too much. <laughs> That's
0: a good point, and it's stupid. Yes. Yeah, it VR 2, that's just dumb. Yeah, sequel to VR. Yeah, keep in mind when we're of saying sense. this, and we have been saying it for a while, this is just placeholder. Like, yeah, we don't yeah. think it's going to be called that ultimately. Um, but what else can you call it right now? Yeah. They might call it PSVR 2. Yeah, but I don't think they will. Instead of like spelling it out, literally just calling it PSVR 2. Mm-hmm. That might...
1: Maybe. Or I th- I think I think calling it 2 is is a mistake just because it calls attention to the last one which no I don't know. I don't know a lot of people who bought the last one who who don't regret it. I regret so, it. Absolutely. So I don't know if reminding you that this is the second go around on this thing is really the best idea. I think PS5 VR is a better move cuz it just ties it to the PS5 and makes which it Which is clear a women. smashing
0: success and blah yeah. blah. blah. Yeah. Now, keep in mind they didn't tie the, can't PS4 wait to see the four into Can't it. wait to see the giant fins that like go up <laughs> over your head on this one. <laughs> Them. Matt, do you think this is a smart idea in general?
1: I mean, I wouldn't do it, but I wouldn't clearly, either. clearly Sony has decided to commit to this thing. Why do
0: you think that is?
1: I think they just have a gi- they got a lot of sunk costs in the R&D on this thing, you know, they just got, they got to follow it through until the top brass says like, "Hey, like let's just stop doing this." But you, you know, it the- will probably be after this one doesn't sell, right. right?
0: But but you know the old saying, it's don't throw good money after bad. And yeah, that's essentially what PlayStation's doing with this new VR helmet for PS Five. Yeah,
1: I think you got to. I think you got to try twice with this stuff. You know, Oculus certainly did, and they actually came up with something the second time. Well, it tried more than more twice. More than twice. But you want yeah. to talk about like the big, big. You know, you had the Oculus and you had the Oculus Quest which is what most people think of, and the Quest is the thing that finally got traction. Uh, even Valve did this. You know, went from the Vive to the Index. Yeah, and the the Index is probably the top tier VR thing right now if you can afford it and want to actually go all in on something that over the top um and then you know beyond that you have like stuff like Google Cardboard or whatever but like at the very bottom of the road yeah. yeah but at the same at the same time it's like you know Google Cardboard stuck on a phone like doesn't work that much worse in the end when it comes to just sort of a quick VR thing it doesn't so
0: it's hard to say i think this is a huge mistake
1: I, think, I don't think it matters. I think they can take the hit. I think it
0: does matter for PlayStation. I don't, think, I don't it think it would have mattered for Microsoft. And maybe not even Nintendo. I
1: don't think it does. I think, I think the R&D and the, and, the, and the cost of this thing is very much siloed off into its own thing. And uh, whatever happens to PSVR is not going to reflect on PlayStation. I, I think I think they are ready for this to crash and burn. I mean, I maybe don't they don't admit hurt, it to like, themselves. The reputation
0: but... of PS Five or anything, it won't hurt the PS 5 sales. I just mm. think that they're just flushing money down the toilet. They
1: probably are, but like,
0: and I don't think that Sony. What... I think of the three, Sony can least afford to be flushing money down the toilet.
1: Maybe, but uh, I think they can afford this. I don't think it matters very much, and I don't think anyone will really notice too much. Yeah, like it's just going to be another thing they tried to do. It's going to be another Vita. It's going to be another PSP. It's going to be another PSVR. They've always got some weird side project that doesn't pan out. It's going to be another <laughs> PlayStation Move. <laughs> That's another it's gonna one. It's going to be another yeah. eye toy. It's yeah. Gonna be, you know, it's going to be, in you know.
0: You do bring up n- a good point, though. Sony, and I hate this phrase, should probably stay in its lane. Pretty much. Because every time it swerves outside of it, it's pretty much a it disaster. It becomes Ridge
1: Racer. And it's like, it's yeah. it's, you stop it. Yeah, it becomes um, a disaster. I mean, you remember sitting there, the, was it the 2006 E3, where like we're sitting there watching that Eye of Judgment demo for like 50 minutes. And finally, I think Morgan turns and
0: goes, what the hell am I watching? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, what? It's still going. Yeah, they tried to dip their toes into augmented reality yeah. with that and with the Vita. I had
1: that. I had the cards and the How whole thing. I, the whole I still thing. have it. I think I threw them out. When I moved. Well,
0: it was insane. I was like, it has, "Why, like, why would I it ever stands want this?" And yeah. this mat that you had to lay down—you couldn't
1: play, and nobody wanted to play yeah. because it was, it was awkward so, so, and so, weird. Yeah, there was yeah. no, and you couldn't play with the cards outside of it. It was—they were only useful in the game. Was, yeah, like it's—it's it's a it's, problem playing board games with just a normal app on a phone. I know, like, now, I know. but like having to set up a giant like crane rig to actually—it's it's just ridiculous. But like, it, Sony always has some kind of weird like pipe dream project on the side. With it uh, should
0: have waited to announce this. I think. And give itself an out. Now everybody knows about it. They've put mm-hmm. out like their first official. I was honestly on it.
1: surprised this was not a leak, right? Like when I first heard that, I didn't look. I mean, at, it kind of. I didn't is. see it, it sort of, but like they they owned up to it. Yeah. So it's like, I guess you don't really have a choice at that point. But yeah, it just felt it's like oh, this seems weird. Like I figured it was like just leaked specs, and then it turned out to be them confirming things. But yeah, I didn't actually look at it too closely. I was just like, oh boy. Like, well, I, I mean, again. I looked at the
0: specs and I was like, "Oh, they're going after the Vive market. and They're not going after the Quest market." Yeah, and that's. I,
1: I did get my PSVR adapter. I did too, but I finally
0: uh, it showed up, and I just was like, "Yeah." I, I threw it this. in the
1: drawer, and I was like, "Well, I got that now. I'll put you right next to that rock band adapter for Xbox One."
0: Yeah, I have not um, booted up my PlayStation VR with PS Five. Have you?
1: No. No the last the last thing I played it with it was um, Iron Man.
0: That might have been mine, which and I'm, I didn't play it very long. I don't even remember when that was. Was that, was that, a long was that time like 2019? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it to you this way: we're it's
1: four d- months from 2022. Do you know? I that? know it's
0: insane. I'll put it to you this way. A couple weeks ago, I took the Iron Man VR B-roll off of the TriCaster because I realized, okay, we're not not going to go back to that one. This has taken up a lot of space, and I need like every gig I can on the Mm TriCaster because we've been building our B-roll library for five years on it now. It's pretty insane. We could talk about almost anything on this show, and I could dig it up on our TriCaster and have footage for it. Like it would almost be fun to have people just start throwing stuff out in the chat and me like trying to find it on there. Cause it's our B roll collection is pretty impressive. It's taken a lot of work, but now it's to the point where I don't want to cut anything off of there. And I have like a hard drive that I dump stuff onto so I can get the new B roll onto the TriCaster for mm. each episode. Uh, but anyway, that's the latest on PlayStation VR two. I think it's headed towards a total shit show for lack of a better phrase. I, don't think interest in this is going to be very high. I think once people find out the price of it, they're going to reject it. And if the people that don't reject it have already probably had the first person, uh, the first PlayStation VR and felt burned by it, like I did, I don't see a good end for this at all. Um, even though Sony's already officially announced it on their PlayStation blog or whatever, if I were them, I would just bail. I just mm-hmm. there's no data that suggests it's going to be successful. There just isn't so I don't know maybe they think like they're in too deep now I would argue that they're not and there's plenty of time to reverse course but I would be surprised if Sony does Um, I wonder if anyone in chat is even excited for it I mean people still can't get a PS5 why would they care about Playstation VR for the PS5 Um, Bunko says I played uh, Squadrons on my Playstation VR that actually Mm. I think may have been the last thing that I played I never
1: actually got around to doing that. Yeah. I should try that.
0: That was the last thing that I played on That is head.
1: definitely the best thing I ever played on PlayStation VR was the uh, the X-Wing VR thing that they put out for Rogue One on Battle Battlefront.
0: Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people in the chat are just basically saying, like, it needs to be wireless for me mm-hmm. to care. And I, that's kind of the argument I made when they first announced it. I was like, this is stupid. Nobody wants a wired VR helmet anymore. The other problem is, like... Um, the
1: The angle at which you have to play it because of where the camera ends up being and where the PlayStation 5 ends up being, like, one of the things that always bugged me about that was, like, and this is an advantage that, like, the Vive had with the room-scale sensors being part of the, like, up on near the ceiling, was, like, when I played the Vive, it was wired to my PC, but I could face away from the PC. Right. I, could, I would generally play facing the other direction into the rest of the room, mm-hmm. and the sensor just picked me up. Like I can't do that with the PlayStation VR. Like I have to face the Entertainment Center because that's where the PlayStation camera is, and I can't move the PlayStation to the other side of the room. So I'm just sort of stuck with the the cord coming out of the PS PlayStation and then having to r- route it around the back of me mm-hmm. to get into the thing. Yeah, it's awkward. And like, it's, and it, you get wrapped in it more than you normally would. So like, just the the fact that it's coming from a console that needs to be able to see the PlayStation VR versus the Vive. Or a more room scale oriented thing that doesn't need to necessarily be facing a certain direction—that's even a problem for it. Like yeah. it's, it's got all these extra things against it that it, even the other wired headsets don't have to deal with. Yep, it's a—it's an ongoing thing.
0: I just think it's really foolish, and I'm surprised that Sony decided to stick to it. I almost wonder if they feel guilty because so many people were unhappy with their first PlayStation. I don't think VR. they feel
1: guilty at all. They're trying yeah. to sell them the same thing again for more money. That's not—that's not guilt. That's a—that's—that's that's greed.
0: I just. I don't see how they could think that they're going to make a lot of money on it.
1: It doesn't matter. It's a corporate thing. It doesn't matter. Like they've, they've sunk the cost. It's already too late. They're going to go through with it and they're going to eat the cost. That's what's going to happen. Like I, I very strongly doubt we will see a PlayStation VR three.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, yeah, because I don't see this one doing well, and they would be fools to try it a third time, no matter how much. you Unless think
1: something really unexpected happens, some
0: kind of emerging technology happens, or something mm. that. Makes it more. And hell, quality. maybe
1: Half-Life Alex gets on that thing, and that's all it needs.
0: That could but be. It seems like a long shot. A long shot, for sure. Uh, so anyway, that's the latest on PlayStation VR2 or PS5 VR, whatever it ends up being called. Um, I mean, technically, it looks good, but every time I see that, yeah, the I specs hear, are nice. I just like, hear cha-ching, sure. cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. I mean, it's going to be at least as expensive as the last one. And I would,
1: I would expect it to be between four and five hundred.
0: And you can get Quest for three hundred. Mm-hmm.
1: And, I mean that's the specs on that thing are no joke. Yeah, so
0: yeah, it's not going to be cheap. I'd and be that, surprised even if it does come in at like five hundred bucks. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, um, because oh, it could be this price of the system. Yeah, I mean they can't sell the PC HMDs for that cheap that have the same mm-hmm. tech or a little less.
1: Yeah, like between that and the the SSD upgrades, like the PlayStation Five is a is a pricey meatball. It's
0: an expensive proposition if you mm-hmm. want to get fully. You want the full experience? Absolutely. You know? Yep. All right, let's move on. We're going to talk next about South Park. It was announced this week that my old company... How is this still going? How is what still South going? South Park. What do you mean? It's the show?
1: A, yeah, everything, the whole thing just amazing to me. It's, I, cause I remember when that thing started back in 97. It's not uh, funny anymore. No, it hasn't been for a while.
0: It's not. I've tried to watch it every once in a while. Um, for the longest time, I kept DVRing it. like The last theme... Which is kind of how I look at South Park. They always go after every like three or four years, they kind of shift themes. Mm-hmm. The latest theme of him like having a weed dispensary and growing wheat, it just wasn't funny. I don't know what's happened. I don't know if they've lost a bunch of writers or what. Uh, but
1: I think it's mostly still them doing yeah. the I mean, at. maybe
0: they've just lost the creative spark. I don't know. Somewhat.
1: They were also, you know, they also for a long time, a lot of the humor of that series came from sort of this whole, like, everyone's an idiot and both sides are morons thing, and I don't think right. that is really working anymore. Yeah, so. because I
0: don't think people agree with that anymore. No. Um, to be honest. Like, I just, they kind of
1: took that sort of, we're libertarian and above everything sort of sort of attitude, and that attitude uh, is uh, doesn't really play in the 2010s and the 2020s anymore. Yeah.
0: Um, so, you're right. I think the show has really fallen. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't care about it anymore, but It must still rate pretty well because my old company Viacom just gave those two guys nine hundred million dollars.
1: Yeah. Well, he's like Parker's talked about how like. They're tired of it, and sometimes they make shows that they, they just they hope it gets them canceled, canceled. and fires so them up to do it anymore. And they're just like, we're just going to keep asking for more and more ridiculous stuff until they say no. And apparently that's never going to happen.
0: Well, Matt— They, they are going
1: to make—Trey Parker and Matt Stone are going to make that show till they die at this rate. Like, they are never going to be allowed to rest.
0: Matt, they just got $900 million, and they're, it—, it it, it, is, it, is,
1: it is. I mean, I know. Yeah, I know it encapsulates everything. It's amazing to me that this, anyone thinks South Park brand. Is, I mean, it's also stuff with all the other stuff they might do, but it's not like they've ever done anything bigger than South Park. Um, it's just amazing that anyone thinks that's worth that much money. Mitch
0: says that he likes the current South Park stuff. So happy it has more seasons to come. I literally haven't laughed at that show in. And- Three years. I, I
1: haven't seen it in probably fifteen.
0: Yeah, I don't find it funny at all anymore. Um, but they gave those two guys nine hundred million. That is for, I think it was like six feature length films, something like that. Yeah, the seasons of the show, and then there's some other like thing that they're doing with the TV show, mm-hmm. and then money to make a video game. And
1: I mean, to be fair, video games are the only way I've interacted with South Park in a very long time. like Those Ubisoft <laughs> games are pretty point. much it.
0: Yeah. The Fractured Butt Hole, which yep. we're seeing right now, um, Ubisoft had this license. This game released in 2017. Is that right? I believe so.
1: That was a, that was a long time ago. St- I believe it released Stick of in... Stick Truth was even longer ago. Yeah.
0: I believe it was 2017. Um, so Ubisoft, it appears, has either lost the license or let the license lapse, didn't want to do it anymore, and so now... These, the two dudes have decided to make their own video game, and not only that, Matt, they've come out and said that it's not going to be some budget-like indie 2D game. It's going to be a full 3D game. They haven't announced any kind of the details on it yet, um, as far as what kind of game it's going to be. The two Ubisoft games were turn-based strategy RPGs, um, which, for some crazy reason, kind of worked with the, with the mm-hmm. IP. Um Matt, what would you be looking for in a new South Park game, if anything? Or Nothing. Did really? I
1: don't, I don't care. Like, I didn't even finish uh, the, the Fractured But Whole. You didn't? No, I got back halfway through it, and it was enough. Yeah. It was. I mean, it was very similar to the first, it was a, yeah. Stick of Truth, which I did finish. Um, I just kind of felt like I'd seen everything it had to show me. Um, I yeah. I don't care.
0: So, would it be safe to say that at the very least, you would prefer that the new South Park game goes for a different genre?
1: Maybe. I don't know what they could do that would make me want to play it. Like, you know, I don't know what I don't I don't I'm not interested, like in in any more than like, I don't know, if you made like a I'm trying to think of another franchise I don't care about. Um Like you know, if I don't care about the license, I don't care about the license. I haven't watched South Park regularly since two thousand two. Like it's, it's But I play thing. plenty
0: of games where either they're brand new and they're based on a brand new IP, or they're a license that I don't really care about mm-hmm. and I can still enjoy them.
1: But like the South Park games are very rooted in the in the license more than the Typically, gameplay. Typically, yes, like that's true. It's, and it's like you know it's sort of it's sort of like how like am I going to play the new Dragon Ball game? No, like I don't, yeah, I'm sure it's fine, but it's mo- the appeal is mostly the license, the fact that you see reenact these stories and these characters and see what they do, and I don't care what they do. So that's sort of the problem with South Park too. Yeah. Um, I appreciate how well they replicate the show in these games. Like, that like that looks really incredible to me. Like that, I mean, I not that it's hard to replicate, really, but it's yeah. like the fact that they did it so true... You know, you could think that you're watching the show when you're playing those games. It's, it's really impressive.
0: I do wonder if Trey and Matt have taken for granted what Ubisoft has done with this license.
1: That's a good question. I mean, this, uh, Fractured But Whole did have some development problems yeah. at the time. I mean, it got, but it ended, it ended up, up becoming out well. a great yeah. product.
0: Yeah, that did the IP justice. And... I don't know if those guys are ready for... Rolling their sleeves up and really getting down to the nuts and bolts of making a great video game. Obviously, they're gonna write the scenario. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they were
1: involved in these for sure. Yeah, and, uh, but they
0: don't program or anything like no, that. No, but they don't mean, do all the they got to do
1: is all they got to do is find someone to do that for them. Yeah, you know, they can hire. They got nine hundred million dollars. They're gonna hire whoever the hell they want at this point. Right? I
0: think they will find though that that nine hundred million dollars goes real fast mm. because if you're working on five films and I think it signed them for six more seasons of the show, if I remember correctly. And then some other project they're doing, and then the game. I mean, shockingly, that money will be spent pretty quickly. I mean, just if you really try to build a quote-unquote triple game, that's going to set you back a couple hundred million right there. I mean, that's essentially a fifth of the money that Viacom gave you. Um, now you're obviously you're hoping that it's a success and you, you know, turn a profit on the game, and all that money comes back to you. Um, but that's a big X factor. I, and a lot of it, I think, will just depend on what's the plot of the game. You know, is it mm-hmm. tied into what the TV show is doing right now, or is it tied into the films that they're going to be working on, or is mm-hmm. it tied into the other multimedia project that they're going to be? Work- I think a lot sure. of that will determine it.
1: I don't think it. I don't think it's that weighing that hard on their mind.
0: So. Yeah. After you just got a, paid a billion dollars, no, but Trey
1: Parker is worth six hundred million dollars. He's like already the,
0: worth six hundred mil.
1: Those guys are worth a. Those guys. This is all bonus yeah, yeah. to them it's not a, you know they get to make six movies like that's probably what they're most excited probably.
0: about. probably yeah I, anything that is out of the mold of doing the show grind yeah. of week because i don't know if you guys have ever watched because the, they also have
1: the, the disadvantage that they're the all like half the voices right. so it's like they gotta be there every time you know like
0: have i don't know if everyone's watched it or not but there's what is that documentary called that shows the week yeah what's it yeah. called i can't
1: remember what's called but it's like it's, it's a week in the life of, of some them of, of South, making yeah. the
0: show and they have earned their money yeah. I'll just say it that way. Like it is a rush to get that show done every week and get it in the can and sent to Viacom mm-hmm. and programmed into Yeah. And that's how that they've chosen to
1: do it. Like that's uh you know, so there you go. Oh, 14 movies. 14 movies? 14 I don't know South if they're Park I don't movies? know if they're 14 South Park movies. I think it was just for 14 movies. Like yeah, they've made other movies before,
0: you know, like Basketball and Orgasmo and stuff. I don't know if they're all for South Park. Yeah. And uh, Johnny Hurricane does bring up a good point Which was that THQ had the license first And then THQ went bankrupt And Ubisoft purchased the license mm-hmm. Out of the bankruptcy court I believe Yeah um, And that's how Ubisoft had it for Really a game and a half Because <laughs> mm-hmm. THQ did most of the heavy lifting On the first one on Stick of Truth And then Ubisoft took over to get that game out yeah.
1: Didn't Obsidian do the first one or something? I don't remember Obsidian was on one of them I can't remember what, I think oh, it, was it had to be the first I, I think believe it was first one. Yeah because THQ was doing it
0: Yeah um, so it's just I just feel like the show has kind of run its course. It's amazing that it's lasted this long. Um, it's that in The Simpsons, which are yeah. just anomalies and things that you're
1: also suffering from a similar yeah. similar phenomenon. Where it's just like, what is this still doing on?
0: I know. Yeah, I've I haven't even tried to watch The Simpsons in a long time. Yeah, I was never like Mr. Simpson dude who could sit and quote like every funny line from The Simpsons, but I would watch it like. Through college, I watched it every night with my buddies mm-hmm. and be drinking forties or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I know the, the first like
1: six or seven seasons pretty well, yeah, just because of the time they were. I mean, yeah. I, I remember, I do remember the day day after that premiere. You know, that used to air on Sundays, I don't know if it still does. Yeah, I don't know when anything airs anymore. I don't either. I mean, <laughs> it used to, when it started. It premiered on Sundays, and I remember talking about it the, the following day on Monday yeah. at at middle school. Well, it would the, come that, on, for, that right show over. has been on for most of my existence. Yeah, like it's, I mean,
0: it would come on right after football. Yeah. And so, was it Fox? Yeah, Yeah, Fox would show their Sunday lineup of NFL games, and then they'd throw from the last football game into the Simpsons. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of people I knew just organically just watched every episode. But, yeah, I've fallen off with that franchise as well. It is amazing that both of them have lasted as long as they have. That's a testament to the people who are working on them. But inevitably, you're eventually going to run out of steam. That's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like South Park, did that a while ago, and I think The Simpsons did that, for me, like a decade ago. Um,
1: now, The Simpsons, you know, everybody argues over when The Simpsons lost it or whatever. Uh-huh. But I mean, for me, it was probably still in the 90s. Yeah. Like
0: late 90s. As far as like caring about yeah. each episode.
1: I, I've still, you know, when FX put all of them on, you know, when or FXX or whatever it was, like put all of them on in rotation and would run them. Although, you know, I watched a lot of that. I just had it on sort of background noise. And I like a fair amount of the episodes that have happened since, even after the CG turnover. Yeah. But it's not, the, you know, the the first six, seven uh, seasons of Simpsons are actual genius. Oh, yeah. Are actual oh, yeah. animation and comedy genius, genius. Because they were being written by comedy genius right. like yeah you know the, one of the one of the greatest maybe the greatest one marge of the Mon- marge versus the monorail was written by conan o'brien yeah. like it was you know these, this stuff is
0: some of those names that we didn't know back then yeah, yeah you look through all the, the uh credits now yeah, the, the, the writing
1: credits and it's just like everyone who's big in comedy now who. yeah and uh on the direct the, one of the directors of most of the episodes a man named nelson shin uh, also, the uh, director on most of the old Transformers and GI Joe shows. No, oh, wow! Director of the of the animated Transformers movie, which turned thirty five on Sunday. Hmm.
0: To answer the question that I asked you, which is how would I, would I like to see a South Park game change, or maybe what genre should it go into? Like, I think a South Park fighting game would work pretty well. Maybe. But do you include those in like the Nickelodeon thing? Probably not.
1: Yeah, it's probably outside. You couldn't do any of the humor, right? You'd, you'd want to do. Yeah,
0: you couldn't do that. And I don't know if the license works that way. They're and both the fighting like, properties, but the,
1: the, one of the problems is like fighting game moves need to be sort of identifiable, and like these characters do not animate like that. Yeah, it would just be sort of
0: paper cutouts whacking into right. each other. Like <laughs> hey, it, it could be funny. Um, that or even just a more traditional, like action adventure, action RPG style game, something that doesn't, is like, where the combat's mm-hmm. on I mean, the grid or turn based. Uh,
1: the N64 one, which is a first person shooter.
0: Yeah. And you shot, like, you shot, like, toilet plungers. Toilet plungers and dodgeballs and turkeys. Balls and turkeys <laughs> and, yeah. It was not good. And there was a kart racing game. Was that the N64 era too? Uh,
1: I can't remember. It was around
0: there. Um, so there's been a lot of attempts, but I've never seen a fighting game. And. Back when the last a, action game was. How about made. like a
1: Sim City like town simulator? Wow.
0: That's actually a really good idea, Matt. Like Building like you, South Park. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like South Park becomes like gets like some crazy urban development deal and you have to like build it out into a major <laughs> metropolitan area area, yeah.
0: but all this weird shit keeps happening. I don't think it would get as much traction no. as one of those other ones, but I think it would probably be the best game. And I think if fans started playing mm-hmm. it and they had a lot of reverence for the source material Fans could end up loving it. Yeah. And it could also be a game that really had legs. You could keep adding parts of South Park onto it. There's lots of ways to expand the game from whatever it is at the beginning. Um, Yeah. I I feel like two strategy RPGs in this universe was plenty. You always Mm -hmm. know the storytelling is going to be at least better than the average game. Um, I think that's one thing you can probably count on. Um, But... Otherwise, I feel like the creativity well is kind of starting to run dry at South Park. Um, It'll be interesting to see how they tackle this game, who they hire to build the game, because that's what they're going to have to do. They're not going to start a studio just to build a game. You don't Mm -hmm. think, do you?
1: Um, Normally, I'd say no, but you never know with (laughs) Trey and Matt. These guys, Like, they might.
0: That would be a huge mistake.
1: They might trap it. They might.
0: That would be a huge mistake. Unless that's something they
1: want. (laughs) <laughs> they
0: do love video games. They do, but it, I think it would be a disaster trying to start a studio when you've never worked in the industry before. They have though;
1: like they were very I involved mean, in those games daily. This is a whole
0: different beast, though. Starting a studio from scratch. I mean, look at how many. We just
1: hire someone that can do that. They have the that's, they have the money to be the studio heads, and they don't really need to do the nitty gritty in, yeah. that, in that regard. Yeah. But because they were the creative source, like they were exchanging emails with the development teams on the, these two games every day Mm sometimes like they were you know they were feedback on everything writing the lines for everything the descriptions for everything like they were very hands-on it's not like they can program stuff themselves necessarily but like who can can randy pitchford do that no like it's just like it's different it's like they can run stuff i guarantee you yep um will they end up wanting to do it more after they get one game out the door maybe not but if they love games like they might not mind having that as a side business
0: I think they should hire a studio to build a game. <laughs> just consult on it. Hand them storyboards and be like, this is a story. This is the plot. This is the genre we want it to be. Go for it. I think that they'll would, end up with a better product. That
1: would way. be very unlike them.
0: It would be because they are very hands-on mm-hmm. micromanagers. Um, and also just like they don't know what it is until they do it a lot of times. You also got to remember that with this new deal that they signed with Viacom... They're going to have their hands in a lot of pies. Like they're going to have to delegate yeah, the they normal show production to somebody else because if you're making five movies or whatever it is, you you can only do so much as a person. I have learned that lesson the hard way mm. over the last five years. There's only so much one person can do. Yeah, well, the it.
1: nice thing is when you have nine hundred million dollars, you can hire a couple of assistants that only that make sure you only see the important stuff only you need to handle. That's true.
0: But I just it's hard for me to imagine that they would get neck deep in building a game studio. I just. I just can't see it. I well, that's really why you hire
1: someone to do it for you. Yeah. yeah, you're kind of a figurehead in that in that regard, but you are paying for it. Counts.
0: Yeah. You can still put your name on it. Yeah, and that, ultimately that's what. And you have out. the further
1: advantage of it's look. It's not like it's not like people don't know what this is. You know, like you don't really need to explain South Park to most people. You would hire for that game studio, especially after these games. Like you know what you're doing. Yeah. Like. Your, your. Maybe it was harder to kind of get that together when you are sort of reshaping what a Simpson, what a, what a South Park game needed to be with Stick of Truth. But like, I feel like they, they have a pretty clear idea. And now that they're the ones paying the bills, there probably be less pushback from someone like yeah. the equivalent of Ubisoft, you know,
0: which could be bad. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> it could be brilliant. It could, it could be Ubisoft was like, no, we know what we're doing. Like, that's not going to work. Do you, Whereas, do you,
1: do you buy that? <laughs> it's like. I feel like a lot of the good ideas in those games came from them.
0: Probably. So. Yeah. Probably. Yep. Okay. So there you go. That's the latest on South Park in video games. It's not much, uh, but we can dream. I can dream that South Park will become good as a TV show again, too. And I will continue to do that because I will say this. Yeah. Vincent
1: says Bloomberg asks them. They are doing it. Doing what? The studio. They're, they're starting a studio or something. They're going to start a studio themselves? That seems to be what, they're, seems to be what he's implying. They start a
0: studio to make mobile games. I don't know. I read that article, Bloomberg, the Bloomberg article. I said they're doing it. I don't know what he means by doing it. Like, I know they're working on the game. Mm. I don't know. It'll be interesting to watch, uh, but my guess is we don't see it for another three years, so maybe we shouldn't be talking about it right now anyway, (laughs) because I don't see it happening for quite a while, unfortunately. Uh, Okay, let's move on. We're going to talk next about... Nintendo, and we've been talking all year about how Nintendo doesn't have a lot of games for the end of the year. In fact, didn't really have a lot of Switch games at all. Um, well, we got a story that broke... I think it, the the initial parts of it broke yesterday, and then Ahmad Khan, who used to write for Kotaku, I believe. Mm-hmm. Was he a Kotaku Maybe. guy? Maybe. I can't remember. Um, he worked for some publication. Um, he got the scoop on it, and as it turns out, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is not only coming... It was supposed to have been finished for release this year, um, and then various COVID problems or whatever has resulted in it being pushed out. It hasn't even been announced officially yet, Uh, but according to Khan, it is slated for release next year. I'm sorry, Imran Khan. I had his name incorrect. Um, The initial story came from a voice actor Mm -hmm. who was doing an interview with fans And she's like, oh, I I think there's another one of those coming. And the fans were like, what? (laughs) Uh, Whoops. And and then she goes, oh, I don't think I was supposed to say anything. And then literally like the next day, Imran Khan comes out and he's like, oh, yeah, it's actually happening. Um, The only real details that he has on the game itself is that there will be more characters on screen at once. Isn't that an odd tidbit to have? I mean, I
1: guess larger party size would be, but like you had like eight characters on it once, or six characters. I on think it once I'm and two. good. Yeah, that's not what I'm after. What I would like the new one to be is not a bunch of anime boob shots. How about that? Like, how about how about everybody wears clothes in this one? God, I hate Xenoblade Chronicles too. Like, what a what a fall! What a fall of a series from a fantastic first entry to just. Bottom of the barrel garbage. Like yeah. I hated that game.
0: I'm, I did have to fight my way through Xenoblade Chronicles two, and then remember last year, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition launched for Switch, yeah. and I loved, I, love I loved it. Yeah,
1: like I that game is great. I almost finished that
0: game. Like I, which is crazy because I wasn't, I didn't have to. I just enjoyed playing it so much that I just kept going.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh that yeah. first one's great. It is really good. Like, how did that series go so wrong?
1: Um. You got me. Like I don't know why it fell <laughs> fell into the anime waifu crap. Like yep. I don't know what happened there. Like that, I mean, Xenoblade Chronicles X does pretty much play out like an after like a, like an afternoon after school like anime series. Like it has even breaks itself up into sort of episodes like that. Mm-hmm. And some of the episodes are like about like what they're going to eat for dinner that day. You know, it's like yeah. it's, it's kind of goofy and weird. Uh, that the star of of Xenoblade Chronicles X was really the world you right. explored and yeah. kind of like all that and and the the. Uh, Endless burning drive to get a mech, uh, which I finally right. did, and then I was completely yeah, I uninterested in playing that. the rest of the game after that. <laughs> yeah, um, that. In part because it turned out you had to buy, um, you had to buy fuel all the time for the. I don't want to buy fuel for my mech. I want to fly my mech. Yeah, fuel is expensive. What's that about? <laughs> I wasn't making enough money to keep my mech rolling, and then I got two more mechs for, and like everyone had to buy fuel, and I'm just like, this is terrible. <laughs> like this is. I'd play games to escape. Like what are you doing? Yeah. Um, but, uh, and then the, the you know, the, the gotcha, weird gotcha thing mm-hmm. with the, with the, getting the blades and then all the blades were like, half the blades were like embarrassing, like, like softcore porn pinups. And like, it was just, I don't know what happened. I, I, I don't get it. Like, all the character, I mean, all the character design in two is, is, terrible it's terrible like, like yeah. even the main guys it's like why is he he's doing a diving suit that has like open shorts in it it's like i don't remind me it reminds
0: me of some of the final fantasy art we've yeah seen there's a lot the it's like some
1: it's like some of the so
0: like we're gonna give everybody gauchos yeah everyone's got belts <laughs> everywhere for no good reason it's like whereas like this game you know the first one was like
1: pretty straight i mean this had anime elements to it everybody's got the eyes and sort of thing but it's uh-huh. like and but it's like it. Everybody looked kind of fantasy, sort of medieval fantasy-ish. It wasn't it wasn't super over the top and weird. And everybody wasn't wearing like vinyl pleather and stuff. It was it was sort of a good balance. It felt like kind of the old Final Fantasies. Yeah. I guess, you Yeah. Know? And um and then they just sort of went away. Like, yeah. You know, X was a different, mo- a different animal. It was it was like a sci-fi story about people coming to another planet, and, you know, you you went off on the on a tangent, there that's fine. You can change it, but like I don't know why Xenoblade Chronicles Two went so far afield in comparison to the first one. Yeah, I, I mean, hope they rein it back in for the for the third one because I would really like to see them return to what that first one did.
0: Well, playing the first one last year was like a reminder to me, like at how good yeah. it started and how far it's fallen. Um, I'm not even sure about how the second one sold. Do you remember? I think it did okay. Um, yeah. It's certainly enough to get that standalone
1: expansion, yeah. Um, Torna, which was which was I haven't played that. But was that it was that
0: planned all along though? I mean, it was. I think it was planned, yeah. but it still came out. Yeah, you know? they didn't can it. At least it's not like they were finished when they put the, the, the first game, the original game out. Yeah. Um, I mean, the first game back when it came out on Wii, and we couldn't play it. It was only available in Europe. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people was like the game of the year candidate.
1: Yeah for me too i i am i imported it yeah, and a lot I, of people I, say it's like their favorite i like soft moded the Wii just ever. to play it yeah. like, and it is it's one of my i would say it's definitely top 10 i mean it's, it was a reminder of like oh yeah j r p g s can be great Yeah. like i forgot that they all gotten so bogged down in like the stupid anime crap that like even some of my favorite you know like some of my favorite series were just unplayable and you know i like, gave up on the tales games at one point like vesperia was good but the rest of it was just sort of weird um, like all the atelier stuff, all that, all that all the JRPG genre sort of like degenerated into this weird sort of harem anime nonsense, and didn't tell. Stories anymore. They didn't. They didn't feel like they were. T- or they, if they did, they felt like they're telling the same story over mm-hmm. and over again. And uh, Xenoblade Chronicles just kind of busted out and was just like, "Oh hey!" And uh, the other like irony of it is like, I have hated every other game that team has ever made. <laughs> like, like monolith, all monolith stuff. I have never liked. I didn't like Xenogears. I didn't like Xeno, uh, Saga. I like Xenosaga even less. Um, and then Xenoblade Chronicles pops up, and I, I thought it was one of the best things I've ever played.
0: I'm surprised that they're letting them make another one. Because the trend is going the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. You win game of the year with the first game, second game... Mm. Yeah, I mean, it was Wii U. You can't really
1: you can't really hold Wii U installments against anybody. Like, yeah. It was sort
0: of a lost generation for them. Definitive Edition comes out. Everyone goes gaga yeah. over it. Everyone loves it. Which, again, reinforces the fact that things are headed in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe... <sighs> I mean, the, the,
1: I, I do remember Definitive Edition sold better than 2 in mm-hmm. the end. Um, I think that was what happened there. It certainly had a better launch than two did. Yeah. Um, so I would like to believe that they can course correct on this because you know it's pretty clear which one people liked better. Yep. Um, so maybe they can pull it back a little bit. Uh, I certain I do think the battle system in two was good. Like the battle system yeah. in two had a lot of cool ideas and like the fights took too long for the most part. But like I liked what they were going for. Um, I think like a like a a more what am I, a more not conservative approach but a more like clear headed approach to how to kind of in- integrate all that and like tell the different it's it's just and it was also, like, one of those things where it's, like, definitive edition, I stopped playing for a while, and then I picked it up again, and I jumped right back into it, and, like, I tried to play Xenoblade Chronicles 2 again after not playing it for lost. a long time. And I could not figure out what the hell I, couldn't I was either. doing. I agree like with I you. That's why I never
0: went and finished it. I came yeah. back to it, and I gave it a chance, and I was just lost. Yeah. I couldn't remember how to do almost anything in the game. And then I was like, oh, maybe I
1: should just start over, but I'm, like, 15 hours in or 20
0: yeah. hours in. I'm like, I don't want
1: to do all that again. Yep. It's like,
0: I do not even like it the first time. So, like... <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely the one that I played the least of, for sure. Yeah.
1: I would like to see X get saved from the from the Wii U. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how you do that because it integrated the touch screen so right.
0: much. Yeah, it was a big part of it but, for sure. Uh, I would like to. See,
1: that's one of the last games I'd like to see rescued from that platform. But who knows if it'll happen? Do you, Do you think that they should continue on with
0: this franchise, Matt? Yeah, I yeah? think so.
1: I mean, I'd like to see them if they can course correct on the third one. And I mean, you yeah. know, Sony would kill it. Yeah, for sure. But if, if they if this were a
0: Sony property, it would be dead.
1: Yeah. Well, they would let Team Eco spend 11 years making another <laughs> it's one. One of the other. And then they would yeah, either kill it or yeah. they let Team Eco work on um, it for two decades. I mean, I would like to still have hope for this series because they have radically changed every all three entries have been radically different from each other, you know, in various ways. I would like to see a 3 kind of pull back closer to the first one. Um, should three come out and be more of the garbage that was two? I will absolutely say it's time to kill this thing, or if not, kill it. Uh, I'm not playing them anymore. But it would be one of the greatest tragedies in in the history of franchises. I think for for video games is like, I don't know. I can't recall a series that has fallen this far. They come that this strong fast. out of the gate. Yeah, you had you had a game of the year out of nowhere on that one. Uh, to the point that you know they brought it out as a as a GameStop exclusive. That Reggie seems a little bitter about having to do to this day. He still talks about it. Uh, because people demanded it so much. And then nobody bought and it. He's like, nobody bought it. Yeah, because it was an exclusive at GameStop, a store nobody wanted to go to, and they didn't advertise it. Yeah. I, th- I have three copies of that, by the way. I have a couple sealed <laughs> ones. I got a European one. Thinking I got- someday they'd be worth money. No, I just ended up with a bunch. Also, I gave a bunch of them to people for, Christmases, for Christmas gifts that year. because and Everybody liked them, but I had, ended up with a couple extra. So I'm sitting around on a couple. Of, I, don't, I don't think they're worth anything, especially now that the Definitive Edition is out. But
0: Matt, it's to the point now when I think of JRPGs, the first word that comes to mind is bloat. Bloated. Mm-hmm. And I would argue even the first... Xenoblade Chronicles. Probably guilty of something. Oh yeah,
1: that's I mean you gotta ignore the fetch quests on that if you want to make any progress. Like it never ends, basically. Uh because if you if you do everything there is to do, you're gonna be playing a game three hundred hours. Like yeah. you gotta move. Like you gotta you gotta accept that you don't need to get everybody's bare asses. Uh, and and vulture heads for them before you can move on to the next area because otherwise you're never going to get anywhere and there is a difficult, you know, you do have to do some of it to like level up and and stay on the difficulty curve, but they give you way more to do than you need to do and so if you get bored in an area of Xenoblade Chronicles, move on you're fine, follow the main story and move on to something until you get interested again, like you do not need to stick around and do all the menial subquest stuff.
0: Well my first recommendation for that franchise would be to cut the bloat and streamline mm-hmm. the experience a little more. I don't need to play JRPGs for 100 hours. It really hours. feels don't. like
1: that is like just a, it, almost expected of that genre at this point. It's like why you know, though? They all have like cooking systems and yes, fishing mini games no need for and like, it's like when did JRPGs all have to have cooking min- things? Like when <laughs> I did that know, happen? Man, I don't get it. Like Tales always had that. Yeah, like, Tales always had cooking. But at a certain point, it's like now they all have it. They all had it. they, every, they all have it. It's it's, it's it's a it's like the only way to get through certain things. And some of it's like. I feel like more effort was put into making Final Fantasy fifteen's dishes, like 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 food, look good than the rest of the game. Like, like there's a couple of wrong. there's a couple of things that Ignis makes in that game that I'm just like, I'm gonna go get dinner right now after seeing that thing. That looks really good. Like, that that's that funny. man makes some eggs that I want to eat. <laughs> I can tell you that much. That's <laughs> yeah. one of the only bits of pleasure I got out of that
0: game. I think everyone who's developing JRPGs needs to learn the lesson that sometimes less is more. Yeah, every, like, like go like back you're to Suikoden. You can finish
1: Suikoden one in like fifteen hours. That's fine. Like
0: I'm cool with that. Yeah, it's not because it's a certain genre; it has to be so long.
1: Right. I think like I think a good like you know a big epic JRPG used to be like seventy hours if you did yeah, everything. That's fine. And now that. it's like the main story is seventy hours. If you do everything, you're in there one hundred and twenty hours. And like, what do you some, think this is? Assassin's Creed? Some the main story take hundred hours. I mean, Persona, you are in for a long haul. Even if you just do all the main, the basic you just stuff,
0: plow through. Which I did, and it still took me hundred hours. To finish,
1: yeah, I was. So. I I, le- I never finished the final dungeon of Persona Persona Five. It got hard. Uh, that just, last dungeon. I just was. Just tough. Sa- I'm saved at some point in there. I just never went back to it. But I was at hundred hours.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There were some battles in that final dungeon that like I took like three days to beat. Hmm. Because you just have to. Sometimes you have to get lucky. You have to have like, yeah. My days of playing those games and enjoying them all the way to the end are long gone. I know there's tons of five to twelve year old kids who can only get one game a year who Mm -hmm. love games like that. But you know, I'm obviously past that stage in my life. So Um, anyway, that's the latest on Xenoblade Chronicles Three. I'm hoping for big changes, Matt. I if I find out that this is the sequel to two, I may not even play it. I, I struggled to play that game at all enough so that we could talk about it on Game Face. That's where I was, and Two? I, yeah. yeah, and I agree with you about the whole waifu stuff. Like it's a f- offensive in some ways yeah. to me. At my age, I'm an adult. Like yeah. I can see we're again eight it's year old It's embarrassing. It's like yeah, it's embarrassing. Yeah. And so like, I'm sure your wife was like, what the hell? That was one of those games where she rolled her eyes and was Mm -hmm. like, when he or or, uh, when it got to day two, she's like, when are you going to be done with this? one?" (laughs) 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 Trying to not offend Mm -hmm. me, but at the same time being like, I've had enough, Shane. (laughs) Looking at that. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So there you go. That's Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which it maybe it gets announced before the end of the year. They're saying it's coming next year. Stay tuned for the Game Awards. That's probably where it's going to be shown off. Absolutely. All right. It's time to move on to our last topic, which is the Intellivision Amico. I don't know if any of you guys listened to uh, Three Night Weekend when Tommy Tallarico was the guest on the show. Tommy Tallarico. Yeah. Tallarico, Exactly. Mm-hmm. It ended up being basically that episode ended up being an advertisement for the you know, yeah. Intellivision well, I mean, Night. that
1: is what's going on in his life right yeah. now. So. Um,
0: you know, everybody, I mean... Everyone has something to sell, right? Yeah, everyone's got their plug. They they got Right, and as you host things for years and years, you start to figure out the people who really only are there to plug their thing or the people who are like, I'm here, I might as well plug my thing, but I also am interested in talking to you. Tommy was kind of in the former category. Like, he, at the end, he, like, was like, I just want to let you know that you're one of the real ones and blah, blah, blah. And I feel like he did that to, like, diffuse the fact that he just tried to turn the show into like an hour and a half commercial for mm-hmm. Amico I even ended up cutting a lot of his more infomercial stuff out of it which was like one of the only episodes I ever made edits to of Three Night Weekend because it just got so heavy handed after a while um, so anyway he is the head of Intellivision and the Intellivision Amico is all his baby and the Amico was originally supposed to launch in October of 2020 Um, that did not happen for COVID component shortages, blah, blah, blah. The second date was supposed to be April, 2021. And that's around the time that I talked to Tommy on three night weekend. And to be fair, he was honest in that episode. He talked then he's like, "We're it's tough. It's like, we're competing with these big manufacturing behemoths and we're trying to get components for our stuff. And like our orders are like, 150th the size of everybody else's, and so it's hard to get components. He was foreshadowing what was to come on three-night weekend, to be honest. like Mm -hmm. I, When I got done talking to him, I was like, man, I don't know if this thing's ever coming out. It wasn't like, is it coming out at the end of the year? I was like, is this thing ever going to come out? Because he's always going to be on the bottom of the totem pole. He's always going to be the last guy who's going to be able to get this stuff. And so Mm -hmm. to me, it's not going to be viable until this is over, really. And the components are all back in full stock and everyone yeah, can just Which order. some
1: people are saying it's going to be like 2023.
0: It may not happen, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you look at this thing that he's working on and you just wonder, how will it ever be the priority? And if it doesn't come out until 2023, does anyone care? So the news is it was delayed again. He has basically announced that The only people who would be getting it before the end of the year are people who pre-ordered it. And even then, it sounds dicey that those people are going to get it before the end of the year. Um, I would be shocked, actually, if they do get it before the end of the year. And so he's delayed it to the end of next year? Is that right? End of next year? Wow. Um, I'd heard just next year, but I didn't know. Oh, yeah, you're right. He hasn't really announced anything for... Um, the new release date. Uh, But this was the third delay, uh, pre-orders by the end of the year. He sent out the press release announcing this on Friday night at midnight. Hmm. (laughs) Classic. Classic. Released the bad news
1: on Friday when everybody's not going to report on it for the weekend. They did, though. Of course they did. That doesn't work anymore. (laughs)
0: Because there's a thing called the Internet... It's like, yeah. Politicians it's
1: like it's, try to do that now, too. And it's like, no, it's a 24-hour news cycle, yeah, boys. Like, it's, it doesn't nobody's stop. Nobody's waiting in the morning for yeah. their newspaper. No one's waiting for scoot. the Sunday talk shows, guys. <laughs> like, it's, it doesn't it doesn't work that way anymore.
0: Uh, just look, just to be fair, I want to uh, read the official statement from Intellivision, which really, Tommy wrote this. Um, we originally planned to launch Amico in the fall of 2020, but had to adapt during the midst of the global pandemic disrupting our production. Despite our best efforts and now facing new unprecedented international component supply and logistics challenges beyond our control, we want to apologize as we are forced to push our desired launch date yet again. Hmm. In spite of these supply hurdles hampering our ability to fill all orders, we are focused and determined to deliver pre-ordered units by the end of the year. This will also allow us more time to optimize our operating system for future game development. We want to ensure that those who have anticipated the Amigo for so long get a chance to enjoy it as soon as possible. Of course, we will keep all our customers and interest parties informed and updated on our continued progress. No date. Mm -hmm. they did not announce a new date for it because they're probably like why they don't know they don't know and they're like we keep doing this and we keep ending up with egg on our face matt this thing costs 250 Mm dollars it is basically a raspberry (laughs) pi with controllers that Mm -hmm. have like screens on them i mean that's really what it comes down to yeah how can you sell that for 250 dollars Uh, I would argue you can't. You cannot. I mean,
1: clearly people have pre-ordered. There's a there's a very uh, dedicated uh, cult following to this thing who will let you know about it if you say anything negative about it on Twitter. I can tell you, Um, but like in terms of you know, and maybe that doesn't matter because it's such a small, you know, like you said, one fiftieth the size of things. Like it's you know, he's not aiming to be the next PS Five, but like. I mean, I grew up around the Intellivision. I love Intellivision, and I ain't buying I have this. No interest in it. at Like, all. I mean, Playdate is barely pricey enough for me to be like, maybe at that price, you know, that's what one hundred fifty. Yeah, that's kind of impulse buy-y in that yeah. regard. But I'm like probably this not buying thing, that either. And like, I don't know. I, there would have to be some really impressive stuff on it. I'm also not thrilled he's working with uh, the Earthworm Jim guy. Why? The, the Doug Tanapel is a Horrible! Oh, really? uh, Some horrible, horrible opinions about things and LGBT stuff and general uh, social.
0: He's a. Mm-mm. Sometimes it's better to not know, Matt. Oh yeah, ignorance I know. can be bliss sometimes.
1: Yeah, but I'm not here to make you ignorant. I'm here to tell you.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, his his whole pitch is like this is games for the family, for the kids. Like he says that over and over again, and I honestly just think that he's been forced to switch to that messaging because the games. The studios making the games, this is all they can make. There are a bunch. Most of them are, like, mobile game studios who are used mm-hmm. to making these very simple, like, clicker games. Well, what games else would you make or, on that hardware, really? You know, I mean, like, you could make, it's not that less, let's be honest, Matt, it's not all that much weaker than the Switch.
1: Yeah. I mean. But it's also, like, really leaning into kind of the classic retro stuff and, like, this is about
0: all they, I mean, I don't know, there's combat right there. But it's like, why there's Bomberman. anybody can make these games for any platform? Yeah. Like, there's, it's, there's nothing about the Amico that makes it uniquely qualified to host these types of games. Nothing. Like, you could just as easily port these games to Switch.
1: Right. Well, there's sort of the thing of like, oh, well, like, nobody's making these for anything. Like, yeah, well, maybe there's a reason for that. There's a for reason that.
0: for that. Like, look at these games, Matt. Like, they literally are. The concepts go back to, like, the Intellivision days. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, it's Missile Command.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But do I need a new version of this? And how much does that cost?
0: He he, like, like $30 games or something? How much do the game cost? Uh, like, one thing is that like there's a lot of pack-ins that come with right. the system when you buy it. Um, I think you get like almost 20 different games that are all packed into it when you get it. But if you don't want to play even one of them, why do you want to play 30 mm-hmm. of them? Like I – this thing is doomed, Matt. I really think – I don't even know if it's ever coming out.
1: I mean, I think it will come out. I think uh, the
0: pre-ordered people will get their yeah, first ten thousand yeah. units.
1: But I mean, it's it strikes me as another "oh yeah," yeah, basically.
0: Why do you make this and create a controller with a screen on it?
1: Because I think he believes that that is the natural evolution of the in television controller. Right.
0: It had the disc with the, the disc and the, the keypad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but why does he believe that? <laughs>
1: I don't know. <laughs> it makes no sense. I mean, I think that's why. I, it doesn't mean I think it's a good idea, but I do. Th- like, I understand where he got the idea from. I don't know why he went through, through with it. it. Yeah. But, like, I get it. Like, I see where I
0: see where the pedigree lies. I mean, look, when I was talking to Tommy on Three Night Weekend, I was skeptical on the show. Like, mm-hmm. I did, wasn't like, oh, this is a great idea, Tommy, and this is going to do great or anything like that. I was skeptical about it. but respectful because he decided to come on the show so the show ends and i just tell him like straight up i'm like tommy like why wouldn't someone just use their cell phone to play these games or why wouldn't they just play a switch Mm -hmm. their switch that they already have like most kids who play games already own a switch and he just all he would say was you know shane people counted me out with video games live I told people that I was going to do a concert of video game music and people laughed in my face. He's like, "Who's laughing now, Shane?" He goes, "Yeah, but here's the thing.
1: <laughs> I never laughed at that because I knew that was a good idea." Yeah. Like people like, laughed at him cuz they didn't think they didn't understand video games like, or that video game music has great music in it. We knew that. We weren't laughing at video games no, live.
0: No. He's talking about like investors right. and people who run right. in big money circles. People and, who didn't know any, who better. Didn't know any but better. This is we do know we better, do know like, better this than is, this. Is, this is
1: different. Like but he, he I
0: always believed in video games live. This is a case of someone who has been successful at pretty much everything they've ever done becoming delusional over it. And thinking, oh, just because anything I've done has never failed, even though people said it was going to fail, that means that this is not going to fail. The logic there makes no sense whatsoever. Like, none. But that is what he's going with, and that's kind of the marching orders that he gives himself for this. (sighs) Look at that. Actually, I want to just pause this right here. Take it.
1: It looks like something
0: that would massage your feet. Yeah, I'm going to actually bring this back here, because I just want to take a look at this console it's just it is just crazy I mean the other part of it too is that in like in all the media they've released for this like it never shows the freaking console it's always just like the little games that they're mm-hmm. making for it What's well, a weird looking box let's see I'll oh, just start it over great <laughs> there, there it is go. there it is that's insane Matt They look like old iPods yeah it looks like old <laughs> iPods for controllers
1: <laughs> so you're using the touch screen as like the buttons, or
0: yeah, it's to interact, but it's like you can't play the game on the screen. Right, you play it on the TV. You play it on the TV. Right. Yeah, you can't like take the so controller I, so, away. But so there's only one button, or no, there's buttons underneath and okay. blah blah blah. And like you use the circle as the D-pad, and there's right. like shoulder buttons and all that. Th- that's the thing, Matt. They haven't shown any of this stuff enough for people to under There, you can see. The button's on the side uh, a little bit. It's like an oversized VMU. <laughs> really, that's what it is. It's like an old Dreamcast VMU that's just on steroids, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. But, see, they show everything so quickly. It's like you can't really get a look at the hardware. I guess they're going to make it in 30 different colors. I don't know, man. Apparently.
1: We've got to make it in one color first. <laughs>
0: the whole thing is just insane, dude. And I don't know if Tommy has much of his own money invested in it. I'm guessing he I doesn't. Think so. I think would- hope think, that he does not i would
1: hope he's not that far gone on it yeah yeah um, he's, he's if there's one thing you can say about him he's always been shrewd with his money yeah so i would i would think he has investors for this not
0: his own although of recent recently he has gone a little overboard with buying ferraris um well who hasn't <laughs> <laughs> for the longest time he just had that old one from like magnum pi mm-hmm. and he had that for like Two decades, and now, I guess since Video Games Live has blown up, he has just bought like three brand new ones or whatever. Mm. He's turned into like a Ferrari enthusiast or whatever. It's he's good, always been a Ferrari it's fan. It's a good it's, gig if you can afford it. Sure. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a hobby.
1: Everybody got it. Yeah. I, I mean, he's always been a little extravagant and things like that. He I mean, I've I've known him for a long time. I like him very much uh, personally. Yeah, he's um, a nice guy. He. Uh, I remember the first time I ever met him in person... Um, I was waiting to interview Bruce Boxleitner for Tron 2.0 at the Disney, at the Buena Vista software booth. And he was there waiting to interview as well. And he taps, taps, I just feel this tap on my arm. And I turn and he's standing there next. I knew him because I'd seen, you know, Electric Playground, obviously. And I I was like, and he's he's in his full Tron suit, Mm -hmm. like the skin tight Tron suit with the helmet and everything. And he's like, it's like, what do you think? I had it made. And I'm just like, (laughs) That's great, dude. I'm so, I'm so, I just didn't know what, like you don't know what you don't know what the proper response is to that, right? He's I just, felt
0: that way doing the whole interview with him about it. because I'm sitting there, I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, I don't know why you're doing this, and you're flushing on. Mm-hmm. And he just kept saying, like, everybody counted me out, Shane. <laughs> yeah,
1: just, I mean, I I enjoy. I mean, I liked a lot of his music back in the day. The his his Terminator Sega CD soundtrack is the first video game music I ever played in my car. Yeah, um, I just took you took the game <laughs> CD, stuck it in my car, and played it. And that was it was great.
0: <laughs> look, look, he's a good guy, and I've yeah. worked with him for a ton of years. Like, as he worked at G four, and mm-hmm. they worked on Judgment Day and all the other shows that they did oh, for yeah. G four, and he's oh nothing, never been anything but good to me. But it's not my job to like. No, no, no. Pave you don't, you don't over need to stuff that hand. my friends. You don't do. need to glad hand the
1: amico just because you
0: like him. No, and I won't. As a journalist, I would never do that. So if I'm going to say now, you're a Tommy knocker. <laughs> You remember That's that pretty
2: good <laughs>
0: <laughs> remember that that was, that was
1: what he used to call the people who hated no, on him on, i don't on, remember that yeah on electric playground when people would like say he was wrong about usually about smash brothers gave smash brothers like a two out of ten yeah, or something yeah. like people would ye- yell at him about it on, on the forums and stuff and he called them tommy knockers oh. that, that was his nickname for people who like hated <laughs> on him which i always oh, thought man. was i always thought that was funny look i hope
0: it isn't doomed i hope it finds an audience but it's doomed it's not going to find an audience, and he's going to end up with a warehouse full of these things that nobody wants to buy because it's going to be delayed. I mean, maybe the part the point of this is that the games already look so old that it doesn't matter when it comes out. Sort of, but like that price <laughs> for is is two fifty. Wow, two fifty. I
1: mean, just get a switch. Exactly,
0: or. A- PC, or you use your I pr- phone. I promise,
1: which has just as much your shovelware for kids you. Kids
0: use iPads <laughs> for this stuff, right. for these kind of
1: games. This doesn't. See, I know he's like the for the kids thing. So it's sort of like this isn't for the kids. This is for the parents to make the kids play. And the kids will hate it. And the kids are like, "Why do you want me to play these old dumb games?" And it's like, "Because this is what I played when I was your age." It's like, "Yeah, but that's all you had. Yeah. I have better things. I can play <laughs> Minecraft now. Go away." You know?
0: Exactly on my phone. Yeah, that you guys bought me when I was eight. Right. <laughs> anyway. It does feel like the industry has kind of left him behind, and he's Mm -hmm. behind it, thinking he's still in it, but living in that old world, I don't know. Um, Again, I do wish him luck, I don't want him to fail, but it is not looking good at all. And I would recommend against anybody buying this or pre-ordering it, I just would. I hate to say that, but.
1: I mean, it does seem like maybe the only, if you actually do want one, the only way to get one might be to pre-order because it sounds you know there's there's a,
0: there's a scenario I think where you fulfill pre-orders and then just walk away from it. Yeah, but right, that's what I think might happen. Could it could be pay get the unit to the people who already paid and just shut it down. But at that
1: point you're not. And gonna no one ha- blames
0: him. No one's going to blame him either. Like he is an out. Like mm. he he can save face because everyone's going to be like, well, yeah, it was COVID and you couldn't get the components you needed. That's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Like and if I were you, I would have bailed too. I would have bailed a long time ago. Yeah, right?
1: even if um. Like even if there was more to the story, I think that is a completely believable story. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And yep.
1: even even other, I mean, obviously this thing was gonna be hard to get together in the best of times. Yep. And you know, you And it's not. No, this is definitely <laughs> not the best of times. So
0: Definitely not. Okay. That's it for the base part of game phase two sixty seven. But I don't know if you guys remembered, but this is the first week for name that game. Mm-hmm. Um, So just as a refresher for people who were not on the show or didn't watch the show live last week or maybe didn't even watch the archive, you guys are going to compete against that guy, Matthew Kyle, literally a video game encyclopedia. You guys are going to have to beat him. And just to kind of lay it out, the game is called Name That Game. We're going to do this every week going forward. And it's going to be a little awkward the first time. One, because... It's the first time I had to, like, create the questions and stuff. I don't know mm. if it's going to be, like, too easy or too hard. Uh, but two, just getting the whole production of it done and ready and things like that, it's not going to be easy. But we'll get it sorted out, and as we keep doing it, it'll become smoother and more fun and better. But this is the first time. So here's how it works. You're basically trying to come up with the name of a game. I will start giving you clues for the name of the game. And they start out really, like, obtuse and obscure. And then they get easier until basically at the end, you'd have to be a fool to not know what the game is. And that's hard for me as the writer of these. Like mm. I didn't realize how tough that was going to be yeah. to write these clues. It's not easy. Um, so if I failed at this, I'm sorry. I'll get better. This is the first time I've done it. Um, and also how it's going to work is you're trying to beat Matt. But we do know that you guys are on a delay. And so I'm trying to account for that by if Matt names the name of the game, I'm going to look over at the screen and give it, like, a beat or two, and if, if the name of the game is already in there or it shows up in a beat or two on the screen, you guys will win. So I'm giving you guys kind of the benefit of the doubt. Also, one thing I forgot to do that I should have was to set the stream on low latency mode so mm. they don't have as much latency as, as... or the least amount of latency as possible. Um, I'll do that for next week's show. Um, but for this week, you're you're at a little bit more of a disadvantage than you will be going forward. If you win, if you beat Matt you will get a set of sifted stickers that I will send anywhere in the world, anywhere. Somebody asked me on YouTube yesterday if I'll send them to Laos. I said, yes, I will send them to Laos, literally. So
1: if you win, fly to Antarctica <laughs> and make him send it to Ice Station
0: Zebra or whatever that is. That might be the only place where I can not send them. I think the Antarctica maybe. Uh, so anyway, yes, we will send them anywhere. If you win, do not just roll out. Send us a direct message on here on Twitch. Uh, with your name and your full address. And I know this sounds simple, but when people buy t-shirts at sifted.net, they often leave out their full address. They'll even leave out their name sometimes, Matt. Hmm. (laughs) So anyway, make sure you leave your name and your full mailing address. And if you're living in Europe, make sure you include your postal code. Um, Make sure you include like the territory or the province that you're living in. Make sure you leave everything. So when I get out of here today, I can just put the stickers in an envelope Slap the postage on it and get it out to you ASAP. So anyway, here we go with the first ever attempt at name that game. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. <clears throat> and I gotta move my drink here so I can see if you guys get in here real real quickly. Ultimate villain, thank you for Twitch Prime. Alright, are you guys ready? Again, this is a race, you need to figure it out. And I'll say this too. I wrote this was the hardest part, Matt. Was realizing that they can use Google. You cannot. Mm-hmm. So I also had to write the clues in such a way that them having access to Google wasn't going to let them get it the first like two clues or whatever. So I've thought about all this. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> all right. And after I give a clue, I'll give you like 10 or 15 seconds to think about it. If, uh. if we don't get any response, we'll move on to the next clue. Justin Horman, thank you for Twitch Prime. Awesome. Okay. Are you guys ready? Here's the first clue. It was released in 2008 for Xbox 360 and PS3, but it ran to PC in 2009.
1: Mirror's Edge.
0: Yes. (laughs) Did you see this sheet? No.
1: You said, you said ran to PC. <laughs> what was the running game in 2009 was Mirror's Edge.
0: Wow. Yeah, well. you are, We're not giving <laughs> any stickers away, people. <laughs> I can't believe you got that. Justin Horman, I don't know. I don't know if they actually got it or if they're just like, they heard you say it and now they're <laughs> putting it in there. You're too late. Yeah. No,
1: fi- fire, uh, what was it? Fire Natives Holy Crap is before that,
0: so I'm going to say I, that already <laughs> happened. Dude, that's insane. No one's ever going to beat you. If you got it from that, are you sure you didn't see the sheet? I am sure I did not see the sheet. Damn. All right. You guys are have to be on your game. <laughs> well, look, just for fun, I'll read the rest of the clues that I've written because I put a lot of work into these. <laughs> I really never thought anybody would get it from the first clue. The second clue was, its developers typically create shooters, but they decided to roll the dice on a new idea. Mm. dice yeah dice developed the game third clue when you're staring down from the top of a skyscraper you have to have faith yeah faith is the it name is of the lead name. character in the game here's probably the most obscure one but if google would have got it for if people use google this would have probably got it for him sylvia plath loves this game's title
1: hmm
0: yeah two of her most famous poems were mm-hmm. mirror yeah. and edge edge Yep, and then the final clue Throwing
1: throw the English major of bone there, I think <laughs>
0: Well, if they Google it, Sylvia <laughs> right. Plath And then they'll say they'll show their, her first famous poems You should read Sylvia Plath, by the way Amazing poet um, And then the final clue, the one that was supposed to give it away to everybody EA has published a lot of games But this one's definitely not par for the course So I got parkour in there uh. So anyway <laughs> Good job, Matt <laughs> That's impressive, dude I can't believe you got that. I Have to be even better at this. I have to be even uh, more clever. There, are, going there are
1: people saying Justin Horman got it in before I said it. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I was not looking at the chat at the time. Horman did get it in there real fast.
0: It was a few beats after you answered it, but
2: hmm.
1: I mean, the, p- the placement of that p- and where uh, Fire Nation's holy crap comes, I could believe he said it before I did. Okay.
0: All right. <laughs> look at the <laughs> Somebody altered the... <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Somebody altered the emojis, and somehow I now have sunglasses on the mm-hmm. emojis. <laughs> That's awesome. Good job. Okay. You know what? We'll give it to Justin because I want to give away. I want people to win this. So, Justin... Send me a DM. Actually, you can reach out to me on sifted.net. You're there all the time. Uh, but send me uh, your full address, and we'll get the stickers out to you. So there you go. We actually finally have, oh, or we actually do have a winner of Name That Game for the first time. A round of applause for Justin Horman. I'm a little suspect. I don't know that he really did get it before you. Yeah, If I can get it, someone else can get it, That's I'm tr- sure. But whatever. We're more than happy to... Uh, to send out the winnings to Justin Hormann. Plus, he's a great. I would have been winning.
1: faster if I could remember the name of the game. So it took you a second. The, the thinking second was because I was like, "Oh yeah, the, the white game with the running girl and the red told you where to go." Mirrors that It was like I had to like run through what the name of the game was. Okay.
0: for Okay. Second. Um, well, that sucks that Matt got it on the first clue. It's also funny
1: that uh, was it console eyes. Is that it? Uh, said uh, Dead Space because yeah. they were just guessing like the early uh, we said dead space cuz dead space was also part of the Mirror, I mean, mirrors edge and dead space were kind of part of the uh EA's you know trilogy of like new IP games at that time. Yep. <laughs> they really they, they they got you pegged. They knew where you're going there. They did. In a weird way.
0: So congratulations Justin Horman. Um you won the first ever installment of name that game. It will be back next week and every week Uh, We'll do it before we uh, jump into the Q&A section of the show every week going forward. So come back next week, and you have to stick around until the end. All right, let's get to some Q&A here. Actually, I probably need to thank some people first for Twitch Prime. Um, Let's see. Johnny Hurricane, thank you for Twitch Prime. Man, you're awesome, as always. Uh, It looks like actually everybody maybe did Twitch Prime earlier um ultimate villain thank you for twitch prime uh who else uh tiny 2k thank you for gifting the subs to everyone in our chat again another reason to show up and watch the show live every tuesday at 1 p.m pacific 4 p.m eastern at twitch.tv slash games the least of which is to get the show early if you're not a paying patron slagathor thank you for twitch prime Um, here we are getting into some questions. All right. First one from Cinetyke regarding the XCOM Marvel thing. How about an X-Men XCOM game where your base was Xavier's school and you recruit young mutants that would evolve over time, getting new abilities, kind of like the soldiers in XCOM. Only the level up abilities were, were improved mutant superpowers. I can see that being very interesting. What do you think? I think that's a pretty good idea. Yeah. Sounds better than what they seem to be doing. <laughs> it sounds like a better thing that we just talked about. I think that's good. Like an
1: Xavier's school thing sounds like a pretty good analog for the you know, the XCOM base building stuff. Yeah. And you know, you could be expanding the danger room or whatever, that kinda of thing. Yeah. It yeah. It kind of writes itself, doesn't it? I don't understand why they're doing what they're doing. Oh well.
0: Yep. Uh, next up, Sneaky Charlotte Snake. How you doing, brother? Hope you have a good week. Uh, Shane, real talk. How much for the adorable little Big Daddy behind you? Sell me it. If not now, I'm calling dibs on it when you retire and sell up. Hmm. (laughs) Uh, Let me switch cameras here so you guys can see it. I'll show it to you guys a little better. Oh. And I'll hit the microphone. Blow your ears out.
1: Lost 10 bucks off the value for (laughs) whacking it on the microphone. You
0: can see there. It's a little, it's like a chibi
1: Big Daddy. It's kind of like done up like it was knitted. It
0: looks like it's made out of material, but it's It's plastic, plastic, actually. But it's like supposed to be like like a knitted plush. Yeah. But he's pretty cool. And we'll rotate stuff in and out of here behind me on the windowsill. Actually, I'm curious if you guys like the stuff on the windowsill or if I should remove it.
1: I don't know. You do you have like- an opinion? No, really, I mean, I, all I thought was like, oh, I could bring some of the stuff I don't
0: want anymore in here. <laughs> and you put this it there. whole other window over here still needs something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you need to dump anything, oh, just feel free to bring oh, it in yeah. with you. Bring a whole bag full of Got stuff. A few of those. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, uh, when I do retire, I'll. Definitely announce it on Twitter because I'm obviously going to want people who really want this stuff to buy it. Mm. Um, Eath Demon. What somebody th- asked if it's a clicker next to the Yoshi egg. It's a that's a Borderlands. Yeah, it's prisoner. a Borderlands character. Yep. Um, Eath Demon. What do you think of Epic spending 500 million on EGS exclusives and not profiting from it? I think it looks bad for them in the Apple case. Yeah, <laughs> but. I think it's also kind of the cost of doing business.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, they they have a plan that does apparently doesn't start to pay off in profit until twenty twenty seven. But like, yeah, now they're yeah now they're they're saying they're not going to be profitable until twenty twenty seven. It's like what in that in the in the game store? Sure, the other stuff they're doing is plenty profitable. So yeah, they want that they want to hold share. that base. They want that market share, and uh, that's how you got. I mean, that's pretty much what Microsoft did too. That's what Bill Gates said apparently back when they were developing the first Xbox was. We'll lose whatever, whatever whatever it costs. Like we have to, you know, we have to get, we have to get this market.
0: Yep. Um. Let's see. lingef F ninety nine. Would you buy back for blood based on the beta? No, I wouldn't. I would buy it for like forty bucks probably. I would not buy it for sixty bucks. Mm -hmm. But again, I've only played the beta. There could be parts of the game that are amazing. That aren't included in the beta, and I reserve the right to change my judgment on it. Uh, But again, you ask, based on what I played in the beta, would I pay $60 for it? I would not. Um, But again, you can find out for yourself on Thursday when it opens up for everybody else. So I highly recommend if you're really into it and you've been excited for it, play the beta. Set aside some time to do it. Um, The matches go pretty quick, Mm -hmm. especially if you play on that default difficulty setting where you never die. Is it Game Pass? It is actually it is Game Pass, yeah. So if you're, it will be on Game Pass day and date. So if you're a Game Pass subscriber, it doesn't matter. You right. can just play. I guess it. I will play it. Yeah, maybe you will, or maybe not. <laughs> <I'll> try it. <laughs>
1: we'll see. Um, I assume you're gonna want to talk about it again.
0: Uh, we probably will. Yep. Mer um, Mer Melson, any last thoughts on the ascent?
1: Did you play uh, it anymore? No, I didn't either. I kind of t- I seem to have topped out around eight hours. I think
0: that speaks volumes, though, because it was a very slow week for video games, and neither Matt nor I played any more of The Ascent after last yeah. B- show.
1: I, to be fair, I didn't play a lot in general. It was a it was a busy week. Although most when I had the time, I played Saints Row Four.
0: You you went and played Saints Row Four.
1: Oh, I'm like 15 hours in a Saints Row. 4. A lot four, of people
0: also thing. contesting that that your favorite Saints Row is the best Saints Row.
1: Yeah, I know. Like a lot of people think boring stuff like Saints Row Two is, but Saints Row Four is the best game in the series by far. Okay, that is where they finally embraced all the weird stuff and went completely just quit trying to like completely free. It. Yeah, just like go completely. You know, we're not we're not trying to do a, a wackier GTA. We are just going crazy, and it's great.
0: I can understand that approach and why it would make you deem it the best. Because mm-hmm. it's probably where they should have gone from the beginning.
1: Yeah. And I was I, I lost a lot. I also kind of, because I used to feel like, oh, i go back and forth between that and th- the third and three. Mm-hmm. And then I played Saints Row the third, the remastered one they put out, like, last year. I'm like, oh, right. This game is just, you play mini games forever. Yeah. And, like, there's no real story stuff. You're just yeah. doing it. And the same thing is true in four. All the, all the side missions you do for the characters are just doing the side activities. Mm-hmm. But the side activities are stuff like throwing telekinetically throwing giant balls at trucks and like you know flying around and throwing fireballs at people. Whereas like all the mini games in uh, Saints Row Three are tedious and grindy and annoying things um, that are way too hard for their own good in, in some cases. Uh, but like yeah, I, I I I liked how wacky they got, and uh, I wish I wish that series would come back because Agents of Mayhem did
0: not scratch the same itch. Agreed. Um, Vincent, how thankful is Intellivision that the Atari VCS bombed even harder this year? (laughs) I wouldn't say it bombed even harder. We'll see what happens with the Intellivision Amico. (laughs) We'll see who
1: makes a bigger crater in the the end. The
0: race to the bottom. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think we've talked about this before, but going back before the NES, really hard. Yeah, even the NES. Even the NES is like right on the fringe there. Yeah, it's just... And unfortunately, if you're interested in doing something like that, you've kind of run out of platforms. Like ColecoVision, mm-hmm. that's left. And one would argue, if you were going to do an old console like that, it probably should have been, should've Coleco-Vision. been ColecoVision. But
1: you know what the the main game I associate with ColecoVision is?
0: Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. And you you're can't. never going to get that. Yep. So, Arcade Perfect Donkey Kong. That was its selling point mm-hmm. at launch. Because we were playing that crappy Atari 2600 yeah. Donkey Kong. Crappy Atari 2600 <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Yep. Uh, One Supermaster Gamer. What is the movie or series you guys are the most looking for before the end of the year? For me, it's Dune. I think most people are going to say
1: Dune. I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to Dune more because of the director. Yeah. Uh, he's never made a, anything less than a good movie. Uh, most of them have been great movies. Uh, Shang-Chi i'm super excited about shang chi is my most most anticipated marvel thing right now because i grew up reading deadly hands of kung fu uh and a lot of the martial arts stuff they, that marvel did and i thought it was really cool and i never thought i'd get to see a shang chi movie and here it is like, yeah awesome um those are great uh, th- those deadly hands of kung fu was actually not even a comic book it was ca- classified as a magazine oh um which meant it didn't have to have a Comics Code authority rating on it. So it was more violent than normal. It was black and white. It was like a different thing. It felt like reading something I wasn't supposed to read. It was great. It was more of an indie comic. Li- yeah. Now you go back to it now and it's just like, oh, this is horribly racist in every possible respect. But like as someone who was watching like martial arts stuff and like Bruce Lee and everything, I thought the Shang-Chi stuff was fantastic. And I'm just glad. it's. I'm glad that Shang-Chi is going to be a household name now. And Simu Liu, Simu Liu is a... Is a Adorable man who is
0: a great follow on Twitter, and very excited to be a Marvel superhero. It's crazy. he's a lot of fun. Um, I was waiting for this one. Wampler Suicide Squad review. Haven't What's, seen it. Oh, you didn't watch it yet? Oh, do you want me to talk about it? I did watch it. Believe it or not. If you want,
1: I, don't, I mean, I don't care. Okay. Was, I haven't seen it because uh, my friends that I usually go see movies with do not want to go to theaters right now, and I don't want to see it on a TV first. So I'm gonna kind of wait and see what happens.
0: Okay. I'll be. will do this spoiler free. I don't care about spoilers. Okay, better than I thought. In fact, I would say a lot better than I thought. But nowhere near as good as Guardians of the Galaxy. It's about what I expected. Yeah. Um, is it the best DC movie? Second best, but it's definitely better than pretty much all of them. Yeah, I mean, what's that saying? But like, it's a low bar. Yeah. yeah. What, what's the What's the best? Probably Batman. Still. Batman. Well, Dark Knight. Whatever.
1: Well, that's not DCEU but
0: Yeah. Well, now you're getting semantic on me. <laughs> well, <the laughs> Suicide
1: Squad is still technically part of the universe, the shared universe yeah.
0: thing. It's definitely way better than the first Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. By it would, leaps it would and have bounds. To be. But I would say this, it's not as it's better than I thought, but I don't see James Gunn in this movie as much as I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Cuz then when I'm watching it, oh, I can see that mm-hmm. that's what he did other than the gore. Right. The gore is insane. It is really gory. Um, I would almost like to sit in a theater and watch a bunch of Karens watching this movie yeah. with their kids because it is, it is really gory. But I enjoyed it. And I can't say that about most of the DC movies that I watch. Like, yeah, most sure. of the time I can't finish them. So, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, um, there's only,
1: like, two other ones that I would even call good, so.
0: Yeah. It's they, like they can I said, use the bar they, is low. They
1: can use all the help they can get. So maybe And be bombed really hard, so. Probably because of the people not wanting to go to... People are not going to the theater now because of Delta. Yeah. But, like, Godzilla versus King Kong out, outgrossed it for the opening week. It, it didn't even do Birds of Prey numbers, really. Really? Um, and it's, you know, it's up against the, the pandemic, probably, you know, the resurgence of, of, of the pandemic. But also... I really do think that that first movie did damage to the Suicide Squad name that can maybe not re-repaired. It's tough.
0: Well, the like, other problem, too, is it's named basically the same thing. Right, Is the Suicide Squad Yeah, a Squad, lot of no. people are just confused. Yeah. Like, is it the same movie? Is it, like, have they reissued it because of COVID or some crap? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of confusion. But it's, it's it's enjoyable, and I enjoyed watching it. Like, I never looked at, like, the time while I was watching it or was like, oh, I can pause this. And, like, like I plowed through the whole thing straight through Mm -hmm. it's paced pretty well Um,
1: I've heard that like the last third just stops trying to be funny and it's just like serious and gory it is that's it
0: yeah that's accurate Um, love the new studio from Commander Fett thank you man I'm really stoked on it too Um, Sneaky says leave the big daddy there and I'll be here every week okay (laughs) we'll leave it there Um, Yakov226 what do you think about Blue Box Game Studios developer of Abandoned it's delayed again well, it sounds like they named it appropriately then. Yeah, I, I mean they they have said some weird <laughs>
1: stuff about like how it's like oh the Silent Hill thing, but people if we ever get to show it, people will freak out, but we might never get to make it. Like it's like there were like, that whole situation is weird. It is to weird. me. Like, I don't really know what to make of it right no, now.
0: Me either. Uh, we'll take one more. Let's see, an Amiga Mini was announced today for early next year. Yeah, I saw that. Another big mistake. Same company they did the, C- the Commodore sixty four Mini. Mm. Big mistake. Um, OCD Master One. Last question: What are some racing games you enjoyed this past generation that are not Forza Horizon? Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was the racing game by Evolution Studios that used to do MotorStorm. What was it called? It had kind of a unique twist on it. It was almost like a was it time, was it a time manipulation mechanic or something?
1: Uh, I don't know. You also liked one. That was like, it was like a future one. Are
0: you talk about that hover racer thing? Yeah. That was from last year, actually.
1: Or the last? year before, even maybe. Well, that's past generation.
0: Oh, I thought he was just saying this past year. Um, maybe somebody's figured out what the name of that racing game is I was talking about. Everyone, Blur? No, it's not Blur. That was a little older. Blur's older. Um,
1: I liked one of the Need for Speed Go sur-
0: Go on Sifted and search Evolution Studios, and it'll pop up every game that they've made. I like Need for Speed. Don't make me one do of it.
1: The, Whatever the Need for Speed was, it came out like early 2014. Most Wanted, like the last open world Criterion one. I can't remember what it was. Hmm. I think it was Most Wanted.
0: Well, I'm just gonna flip over to the site here and show you guys how cool freaking Sift it is. Developers, Evolution Studios. You know what I wish actually? Here's, on, uh, Rush. on Rush. On Rush. Yeah.
1: Yep. You know what I wish? Oh, uh no sifted
0: people. Can you do stuff like this? You know what I wish really and look, did a uh, little notifier that we're live.
1: You know what I just really did carry forward and get more another installment was Split Second.
0: Split Second, which yeah. was
1: previous generation before, but
0: yep. But on one Rush, of the most cr- really criminally it.
1: underplayed, under underknown games.
0: Yep, I, that's about. That's all I can really think of. I don't. I don't play a lot of racing games. Not anymore unfortunately there aren't a lot of there aren't there aren't that many so when he when he has a caveat of minus forza horizon it's like uh yeah trailblazers is the game you were talking about that i played it was like the hover racer it was kind of like an Mm f-zero clone Mm -hmm. but that was from two years ago something like that but that was this gen and i did enjoy that um it was pretty good since nintendo won't give us an f-zero what are we gonna do Uh, it was a pretty good facsimile um i think that's it for 267 um that's two episodes down in our new studio. I think it's gone pretty well. Uh, hopefully, you guys like how I've dressed the set from this week to last. The cameras have been better today. I know that for a fact. so I've kept my eyes peeled on our monitor, and it has not flickered in and out of like its different lighting stages. Uh, so, hopefully, you guys are cool with all that. Um, yeah, like I said, this Saturday, Ask Shane Anything at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. And then the following Saturday is when I will play... Your Super Mario Maker 2 levels, so if you're working on one of those, get that wrapped up. And number three, we are lining up our Sifted Fantasy Football League, not video game fantasy league. Our Fantasy Football League, we already have one person who left. It was Mick Womble. People who are on Sifted.net make him feel as guilty as possible for leaving the league, even though I will now feel guilty because he does have legitimate reasons for not being able to do it. <laughs> uh, but we do have an open slot, so DM me on Sifted or get at me on Twitter Um, And uh, you can fill into the slot. We do make sure we always let in our patrons first. If we do not have enough patrons to fill the league, then we will start talking to other folks. So if you're a patron and you want to get in the league, you've been trying to for years, and there are a bunch of you, um, there's a slot open right now, and there may be more. Everybody else in the league respond to the email that was sent by ESPN so I can know if you guys are going to play or not. Um, And I think that's it. Uh, If you do want to find me on Twitter to tell me you want to be in the league, I am at Dinfire. Matt is at mkyle. If you're someone who's watching most of our stuff on YouTube, you can't afford to help us, totally get it. I've been broke many times in my life. Um, you can help us with Twitch Prime, which is down in the description. And if you want to know when our stuff is going up for free on YouTube, you need to follow the site at Sifted Games. In fact, if anybody is following me personally at Denfire, excuse me, to get updates on when stuff is going up, you should follow Sifted Games because I'm going. I'm about to stop I'm <clears throat> retweeting all that stuff from my personal account because it's just annoying. Like I don't follow people to figure out whatever they're doing when they're publishing stuff. I wanted to do it when we first launched, um, obviously because most people are going to be like, oh, what's Shane up to? Always doing this sifted thing. I've done it for a few years now. and um, I don't want to keep bombarding my followers with here's the latest episode of Pactor Factor. Here's the latest episode of Game Face or whatever. Um, so I'm going to stop doing that. So if you've been relying on my Twitter account to get all that information, you should also follow us at Sifted Games on Twitter. Huh. Um, we'll be back next week, next Tuesday. We're here every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash Sifted Games. If you're listening to the show out on the wilds of the Internet and <clears throat> you'd like to support us, head to patreon.com slash sifted, and that's S-I-F-T-D. Without the E. So it's sifted without the E. You can give us as much or as little as you want. Um, but if you want to get all our content early, you need to give us $4 a month or more. And then obviously if you go up, um, there are more perks and more things like being able to jump on a call with me on Saturday for asking Anything. And that's at the $7 tier. So thanks to everybody who showed up live. Everybody, as I said, send all the positive vibes that you can to Marcus Beer, who's going through tough stuff right now, and Adam Sessler. You would be surprised at how a personal message to someone when they're going through something tough can make a huge huge difference so please reach out to marcus who is about to start a fight with cancer and adam Sessler, who just underwent back surgery today uh, both people from the brotherhood who are going through some tough stuff right now and i know they would appreciate any and all support they, that they can get so anyway that's it for game face 267 we'll be back here next weekend game is up and out